You do know about the sisters, don't you? Know what? You know, they're wigs, right? You know that they have no hair on their bodies. No hair anywhere. Next time, check their eyebrows. Totally fake. The real ones? Burnt right off. That's not true. You didn't hear about Jen Darling's sister? Graduated three years ago. She walked in on them one night. Worshipping the devil. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 192. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. We're on today's show, we get the boarding school blues. <laughs> it sounds like a sounds like a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> And welcome to the Borton School Blues. What's going on? My name's Jim Fitzwill. I don't think that would be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> My name's Mike. What the heck, man? So fun story, Jim uh, Fitzwill. Well, funny story. Yikes. When I was in um, when I was in high school, uh, Vito and I, because Vito and I went to high school together. Oh, also, uh, hold on. What? That's Mike. I'm Jim. Oh, yeah. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi. How you doing, guys? Um, so. Mike and I, Vito and I, were in um, the same video productions class, right? And one of the projects that we had to do was to basically put together like a 15-minute long short something, right? Is this, is this uh, Enter Tiki Dude Stole no, My no. Soul? No, no, no. Tiki Dude Stole My Soul was actually not for anything. We just made it. Tiki Dude Stole My Soul is one of my favorite movies it's, of all, all it's, time. It's amazing. It's, it's on YouTube, actually. We should. Mm. Oh, my God. Me and Mike should totally do a commentary for it. Hell yes, you should. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. We're all right. So this. finish, finish anyway, your story. So, one of the, so the project that we did, we were this is back when um, Jackass had first come out. And I was starting to do some of my uh, what would become good please, kids please, stuff. Uh, right? Jack, jack butt. This is jack family butt. Sorry, family sorry. friendly stuff sorry, here. Sorry, uh, jerk butt was coming out. Um, so we're sort of into that. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> nice it's somehow it's somehow worse. <laughs> jerk butt. So we so we were doing this stuff or whatever. And when I was in when we were in high school, like, this was two thousand. I graduated in 03, so this was probably o two. Okay. Had to have been had to have been around o two. Yeah, and. Um, Dude, we just like our. Ooh, I got like a bubble in my throat. That was weird. We've <laughs> going through. Um, we literally had full run of the school. Like no one cared what we did. We like there was no such thing as a hall pass. There's no such thing. Like we just they all we had to say is that we were in the video productions class. Everybody gave us a pass. Would you say that you ran train on the school? <laughs> we did. Um, we, we did. <clears throat> um, dude, we we did we same got same into, but same except for I said I was on your book. Yeah. Well, we do. We we got into like. Uh, the girls' of, locker room. Well, we got into a an underground hallway that has been that hadn't been used in like two decades. Like the like literally the uh, all the asbestos tiles were all fucking cracking. There was like literally uh, uh, dripping from the ceiling. It's in Tiki Dude actually the hallway. And <clears throat> what was, does, and what it, was does it lead, for? And it does lead to the what girls, was it for? It leads to the girls' locker room. It's oh, the old nice. hallway. It's the old hallway that used to go from the pool to the locker room, and it wasn't in use anymore. Um, but we, we, we actually got into a lot of trouble cause we weren't supposed to be in there cause it was all broken, uh, asbestos and all that stuff. Like it was, I forget how we even got in, but we were not <clears> supposed <throat> to be. Anyway, point is we, um, 
we did this this thing. We called it Moronography, which is basically our jackass, right? Terrible name. But on the very on the back of the so box, this was pre Glib Kids. Yeah, so like around the time when it was started. Was okay. Started. On the back of the box, though, uh, and we had to give this to the teacher, and she would read all of our stuff out loud to the class and all that kind of stuff, or whatever. And she goes, oh, blah, 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 presenting Moronography. Join Dick Fitzwell as he does this. Like she, oh, she just glossed right over Either she glossed over it or she just thought it was funny but didn't like respond. Uh-huh. But yeah, straight out to the whole <clears throat> to the whole class, Dick Fitzwell. Uh, dude, uh, we had something similar in, I can't even remember. I think it was speech class. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to do a presentation and we, uh, uh, my buddy... We had to we had to write like the the history of a town or something like that. We had to just come up with a, a backstory for a town, and he named his town the Sofa Kingdom. <laughs> so gradually throughout the speech, he started to so like he he started off with like the Sofa Kingdom, and then like he would gradually draw out the last two words to the point where it was Sofa Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking dumb, you know. And she, the teacher, never caught on to the fact that he was saying so fucking dumb. That's amazing. It's amazing. It is um, amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Hey, hey, it's an absolute treat. Mm. All right. Mm. <laughs> Fuck oh, you, dude. Shit, dude. <clears throat> Whoa, there's some kick-ass lightning out there tonight. Hell yeah. I gotta walk home. It I'm started to rain on my I'm walk here. Yeah. Damn it. I have an umbrella in my car if you want it. Um, <laughs> it's probably okay. mine. So we had an interesting week. You don't own week. your own umbrella. We had a very interesting week this week. Oh, yeah. We did. First off, we started it. Ooh. Can you hear that? Dude, we can have the sound of thunder in the background of the show tonight. Oh, that'll be so it's gonna be, cool. That'll be awesome. Um, okay, so we went and saw the, the single greatest movie ever made on the fucking drive through screen last Saturday. Uh-huh. Flubber. The... <laughs> The remake from 1996. Robin Williams is a gem. He's an absolute gem. I want to see how close I was on the date there. Go ahead. Keep talking. Anyway, we saw The Evil Dead <clears throat> at the drive-in. Uh, the, the cool part about uh, this whole like uh, like post-COVID world that we're living in. Uh, or actually oh, 1997. Current, I was off by a year. Uh, uh, current COVID world, I guess, we're living in is that the, the drive-in, like as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, is making a big comeback. Yeah. Not only with new movies, but they're actually bringing old movies back to play. Yeah. I actually have a news article about another one uh, for this week. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Another, another one we're going to want to go see? Probably, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, so Evil Dead was playing last week, and it's really cool because that was one of the screens you probably would have seen it at back mm. in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Ford, Wyoming. I'm th- I think it's the oldest I know it's definitely the oldest in Michigan, but I want to say it's one of the oldest in the surrounding area. It's the first drive. It's the first driving in the world, in the, as far the, as I know, in the entire world. <laughs> um, but that was really cool to see it on uh, on the big screen there. Uh, the sound was a little screwy because I guess it was a it was an actual sixteen millimeter print, which was cool. Mm. And I think what happened was the sound because it was an old print. The sound was probably not as prominent as it once was yeah so you had to like crank your volume and the volume in my car doesn't get as loud as other people's cars Mm -hmm. because it was because the car sucks um so that kind of sucked me and you had to get all nuzzly in the in the back of it that's kind of nice though yeah you know you know we were eating chicken and uh drink drinking a couple of shandies yeah it was it was it was was real nice after the uh (laughs) when i say shandies i actually mean we're giving each other handies Mm, yes. Chicken in one hand. Oh my God! Can you prenus in the other? That, whoa, 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 dude! I'm like literally like I'm putting myself back there. I'm not thinking about you, but I'm just sitting there 
eating a <clears> bucket <throat> of KFC while getting a handy sounds like literally like the, you got to give like a piece to that's whoever, the dream you got to give a piece to whoever is doing the handy though every now and then so they can grease their hands up right they got to get oh some, my. Of that, some of that oil <laughs> took it chicken. too far took it too far man there's only one there's only one thing that uh that that uh fried chicken grease should be used for and that's playing bass self-lubrication or, or self-lubrication <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember who it was I, finger licking good man. i can't remember there was an old bass player who uh i think it uh jaco pistorius i think okay he said he would he would eat uh, a piece of fried chicken before he went out on stage so that's, and he would leave the grease on his fingers Ugh. so that he could like slide his fingers up and down the scale easier <laughs> but then You'd have to, I, I could, you'd have to make sure you cleaned your base off after. Oh, if you didn't, you just have old crusty fried chicken in your frets, <laughs> smelling like fucking old, like sweet well, and sour and honey He wasn't mustard. sliding a piece of chicken on his <laughs> fucking What if he strings. did though? What if he used the chicken bone for a slide? <laughs> <laughs> Finger licking good. No, dude. But even like, I mean, like if you don't change your strings for, because you know the well. Jaco Pistorius, he's changing his strings before every show, probably. But like, you know, dudes like us, local, like local band dudes, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm put, I'm, I'm changing my strings like once every three months while we're playing a mm-hmm. bunch of shows, and they get fucking stinky. I mean, you've touched a guitar and smelled your fingers afterward before, right? Um, it's fucking. Is this a euphemism? <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> you've touched, you've touched that little string before. I mean, little <laughs> string bean. Oh, string bean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, so something else happened this week that I'm I'm extremely upset about. Yeah. If you have listened to our show for any length of time and you've listened to uh, episodes around um, my co-host here's birthday, you will you will have heard us talk about how the running gag of I didn't the, know you were going to talk about this. Uh, it's a source. It's a it's a touchy subject. Yeah. I know. I'm going to need another beer for this. The, so you go ahead. Of the Aztec death whistle. Yeah. Right. Yes. So if you don't know what this is, it's a, it's a, it's this old piece of like Aztecian pottery that when you blow into it, it makes the most shrieking, crazy sound you've ever heard in your life. It's, it's terrifying. It, it sounds like a human being like screaming being and being murdered, like literally being slaughtered. It's in, pretty dope, actually, in, in the worst possible way. <clears throat> yeah. So we were, so we were over. So I, I, the the running gag, and this has been a running gag for at least five. We think probably closer to six or seven years. Yeah. That it started because I bought him one. I bought James one for his. I've birthday always one. wanted one. I think they're so cool. Yeah. And so there was one year when I did legitimately buy one for him, but I bought it off of Etsy. Yeah. Right. And uh, or so he said. No, no, anyway. no, I, no. This is this is this is a honest to god true story. The very first year I did buy one for you, I bought it off Etsy, and the person that was making it for me sent me a message back like two weeks later, basically saying that uh, the one that they made because it was like a they make it to order basically. You know, I don't think people just have. Aztec death whistles lying around, you know? I don't think the market's too big for them. <laughs> you don't know, bro. You don't know. Anyway, though, it was a made-to-order thing, and they they basically sent me a message saying, we're going to refund you your money because the one that we made for you didn't turn out. I don't know if it just didn't work or whatever, but they were out of materials. And I've looked up how to make them before. It's very complicated. So. Well, they... they Point is though they weren't going to make another one, so they refunded me my money. I mean, kind of a dick move. So told, <laughs> I told James, I told James that, <laughs> and he of course didn't believe me. That was honestly God's 
Whoa, Whoa scout, hello. Scouts Honor Truth for the first year. Every year afterwards, though, I was like, oh, man, I got you I got you an, an Aztec death whistle, right? And, it, and It's like, been a fun, like, it, me and Mike would literally get in fights over it. Oh, yeah. But, like, fun fights. Like, everybody else thinks we're fighting, but we're actually oh, just yeah. doing what me and Mike do, and, which and is... the excuse is, oh, I bought you a death whistle, but it got, it got lost in the mail. I had to get a refund, or, or they gave me a money back, or, or I was going to get it for you this year, or whatever. Right? Or, like, I'll actually buy Mike some something pretty dope for, for his birthday <laughs> and i'll be like still waiting on that death whistle dude and he's like it's in the mail yeah so, and it's fun we've been fighting about it for years it's yeah. so fun so we were over at um a buddy's house uh, the other day uh, a buddy of ours was sharing some 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 good news with us so we all went into uh yes we went into the house we're keeping our our small group circle pretty tight oh, at this no. at this case in this at this juncture you know um, that part where we all spit in each other's mouths though that was probably not a great idea no it was a fantastic <sighs> idea i don't know we'll see i guess we'll see who had the chunky bit hmm. <laughs> i was the lucky one anyway though so we're so we're in the house or whatever and i forget how it came up but it, but it came up or whatever <clears throat> and one of our beautiful friends um decided beautiful decided that they were going to inject themselves into our almost decade long half decade whatever it was seven <laughs> year long running joke and they were just going to go online and order you an Aztec death whistle yeah and randomly send it to the house uh-huh. with a note that said from your real friends it said uh <laughs> it said Mike's a liar from real friends <laughs> You could see my face right now. Such a, it was a total dick move. And it pissed us off because <laughs> here we had this long running joke and now it's ruined. Like, don't get me wrong. I was stoked. I blew, I went in my basement because I didn't want to freak my kids out. Sure, and I sure. blew into it. I was like, oh, damn, dude. dude. I just woke the dead. Did it sound good? It's pretty cool. Okay. I feel like, I feel like one of the ones that are actually made out of, uh, out of clay would probably resonate more and and be louder. Sure, well, it's plastic. In all fairness, it's not like it's, you're not. Yeah, this one is tone. it's three D printed. It's pretty. It's kind of dope though. Well, so <clears throat> so they did that, and I was like a little bit pissed because my whole plan throughout this entire thing was to eventually buy you one and like actually surprise you with one one. Day, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That was the plan. So now I'm pissed because now I can't do that. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm fucking bummed. Yeah. And I know no one believes me that I was ever going to do it. Uh huh. Um, so in order to prove that, uh, <laughs> no way, dude. I've had this <gasps> since your last birthday. Are you serious? Because this, this is this is why I was so fucking pissed. Dude, first I, off, first off, you had your hands under the table for so long. I was like, oh man. So, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like like. <laughs> Oh man, and it's like so imperfect looking that you know it's that somebody made, made it by hand. It's literally dude. made from uh, uh, Aztec era area black um, clay. Like they actually collected it from there. There's a whole thing. It's made by a company called Music for Nations or something like that. No, no, that's that's the Cradle of Filth record label. <laughs> it's made by uh, I don't know. I'll look it up in a minute. But dude. Um, so here's the thing. Hold on, I'm gonna get my flashlight. I fucking so I can see bought this for you after your birthday this year because I was thinking about it, and I, I and. and in all fairness, I do always forget before coming. Oh, sure, birthday. sure, sure. So that's like, fine. I'm gonna buy this now so that I can actually have it for either Christmas or your next birthday. Now I was just gonna hold on to it. And then our motherfucking dumbass friends 
fucking ruined it for me. Dude. I'm so... This can thing, you understand why I'm so pissed now? I understand. Because surprise ruined. Happy late birthday for seven years. This is awesome, man. <laughs> it's so heavy, too. Yes. I want to blow it, but I like it'll wake up your don't, whole apartment. Don't, Did you try don't it? ask me how much I paid for it. Did you try it? A little bit. You can blow into it like sort of softly. Um, so apparently, if you put your hand on the bottom, that's how you change the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can blow uh, it. Dude, this is... Give the people a show, James. So hold on. You know what else? It looks like the... Um, looks like a shrunken head almost no it looks like the fu- like he- here's why i love this already it looks like the fucking uh now i'm 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 like i'm i'm all i'm all overjoyed <laughs> so i'm i'm losing my shit uh it looks like the the uh the little um what what the fuck do you got the it's not a fertility <laughs> it's not a oh, fertility the, doll the little fuck the the zoo the little the zulu doll the little zulu doll from uh trilogy of terror trilogy of yeah, terror yeah dude. yeah it sort of looks like it yeah oh, i mean man. it's different but well whatever it's just what, like it's the way it's smiling can i actually blow into it yeah wait, maybe maybe go back from the uh oh man I, now, I'm gonna point it that, at the microphone you, okay yeah that, don't yeah don't i mean don't, i don't want my neighbors you, to sure, think someone's sure. literally dying in here fucking peaked like crazy <laughs> oh man yeah don't i don't that probably sounds terrible coming through these speakers probably oh man now you take that outside and that that's, probably maybe we'll, after after the episode we'll go for a walk to one of those fields out there and you can yeah, just dude. let it rip that's the real deal man <laughs> thanks mikey um dude here. And, and to prove it cheers brother this happened what two days ago yeah there's do no you, way you. Do you really think yeah. that I ordered one, especially in this oh, in this climate, dude? As soon as <laughs> as soon as we take a break, I'm taking a Snapchat of this and I'm sending it to the motherfuckers and I'm saying, "Hey, man, way to way to ruin a joke." <laughs> Not a joke. Oh, was, way to ruin a surprise. I, I was, really, dude. Like I said, you weren't gonna get it right now anyway, but now I felt like I had to redeem oh, myself. Man. You know what I'm saying? Had dude, to. This thing is so cool, Mike. Thank you, man. <sighs> And it's even got a look at this. You, no, you can literally hang on the necklace. Yeah. I can, I no, can. it's actually sold as jewelry. It's, gonna, so it's actually sold as wearable jewelry. I'm gonna string a piece of leather through there, <laughs> and I'm gonna wear this fucking thing around everywhere I go. You gotta get. You gotta get. Anytime, stuff. like I don't need a gun anymore. If somebody comes at me, I'll just go. <laughs> just fucking blow the death whistle at them. That would literally stop anybody dead in their tracks, though. This is fucking awesome, man. Thank you. Can we? Can you actually light the other one on fire too in your Snapchat? I'm going to, yeah. Or have a backup death whistle, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so, but yeah. <laughs> well, your kids got to have something to play with. Exactly. <laughs> I I tried to get you give it to your daughter middle of the night, wakes you and your wife up <clears throat> from a dead sleep. I actually I I I showed her what it did, and I said, "Do you want to try it?" And she's like, mm, "Scares me." And I was like, "Just try it." So she tried it. <laughs> she she blew on it twice, and then she goes, "I don't like that." <laughs> so. So well, hey. Yeah, man. Cheers hey. to you, sir. Thanks, brother. It's been uh, it's been a good long hey. joke. Hey, you're a real friend. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <sighs> the blood is boiling right now, mm. not just because now it's hot in here. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. You know what? Because because you were gonna give this to me for my birthday or, for, or or something like that. But the fact that it took place on the show that's probably the most well, appropriate. I was, gonna, I was gonna do it on the show anyway. Oh, right on, but, right on. You know. Well, this is still cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Much so, appreciated. Thanks, brother. Anyway, uh, that's now the only bad thing about this is it's it's. I need to find a way to not break this. Uh, just put it away. <laughs> I don't. Well, I'm gonna. My dad's gonna come over and help me set up the. I'm you know setting up my my leather shop in my basement. Mm-hmm. 
my dad's coming over to help me out sometime within the next few weeks. This baby's going right on one of the shelves, right next, Good. right next to there is, some of my other creepy looking shit. But anyway, so that was uh, <clears throat> a seven year correction done right here. Yeah, man. Speaking of corrections, hey, oh, nice. <laughs> The beginning of that almost sounded like your death whistle. <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay. So that terrifying sound again means for a second week in a row, we have no corrections. Well, that's only because um, I didn't listen to the episode this week. I know you didn't. Therefore, uh, I listened to the first 25 minutes, and, and we were pretty we were pretty clean in the first 25 minutes. Look at, look at us go. I'm just gonna I'm just going to assume <laughs> that we were perfect because I, uh, I heard I heard Aaron listening to it, my wife listening to it. Uh, he sounds hot. Oh damn! <laughs> Aaron, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> you done fucked up. Uh, no, I heard her listening to it, and I just I can't listen to myself anymore. Hmm. I, I'm annoyed by my own voice, so do think, I don't know how, how you, do you think everybody around you feels. I don't know how you twelve people out there listen to that, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't handle listening to myself. I just sound like a fucking idiot most of the time. So it's true. It's true. I just kind of have stopped listening to our episodes. No, I still like listening to them. I, 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 I like listening to them at one and a half speed because I feel like we're funnier at one and a half speed. Well, everything's kind of funnier at one and a half speed. You ever listen to yourself fuck at one and a half speed? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's, that's a problem. That's a young man's problem. <laughs> you're done in one. Oh, uh, no, I guess. Hold on. If you're done in one and a half the time, that's, you're actually going longer. It's called efficiency. But if you're going at one and a half the speed, you're done fast. Oh, Fuck. if you—I don't know why I'm trying go, to reason if this. If you go negative one and a half speed, that's that's where it gets all trippy. <laughs> that's just you sound like you sound like your grandfather. It's like weird. Well, like. that's like fucking. Uh, it's Sting. Sting and his wife. They do tan tantric sex, you know. So like, like Sting the singer, Sting. Sting, yeah. Really. Sting of police fame. Really. El, El Policia. Does he give her the stinger? Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh he he him and his wife have said in interviews before that they'll do they'll do tantric ses sex sessions that will last like 12 hours whoa how much acid do you think they drop i don't i There's don't know be drugs involved right i think the sex it's, is your drug it's sting there has to be <laughs> drugs involved <laughs> here's the thing i like i i, I suppose i could be proven wrong if i actually tried tantric mm -hmm. sex if i had the f fucking if i had the the know-how and the patience for it but it oh it's, it oh, sounds like oh, okay. it sounds like a it sounds like a lot of it sounds like, i know i know the joke that you're about to make i do because i'm in your head it's <laughs> tantric sex it's 12 straight hours of your you're doing your old lady you're like, i know the breakdown every day we're gonna break down someday i know the breakdown tell me again i'm awake now bam bam you can find the reason why no one else is living this way damn it you went from the main vocal to the harmony and i was gonna do the harmony oh in your life <laughs> You seem to have it all. <laughs> you seem to have control. It's be within yourself. It's because it's because if you listen to that song, it is physically impossible to come. Twelve hours. Does anybody out there even know who we're talking about? The band Tantric. Tantric. I, I feel like they were like even for even like the early aughts, like they were kind of. They weren't huge. Everybody like, knows that song. They had at like least. one big song. It was that just was that it. one yeah. song, and they had the dude, the uh, 
the guitar player with like 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 uh, bleach blonde hair with well, you know dreadlocks. You know who they Looked were, like right? An idiot. Outside of the singer, it was the uh, backing band uh, of Days of the New. Oh, that's who it was. Okay, and because the singer of Days of the New, and I, I met him once. He's kind of a doucher. Um, he just like I don't know if he was hard to work with or he wouldn't put a record out or something happened. And the band got sick and fucking tired of waiting for him, so yeah. they just did their own thing. And and they found that they can, found Kendrick that guy. Was born on <laughs> your life. They basically found like like Scott it's, Stapp, but worse. Well, that's kind of what Days of the New was too, if you remember. Like it's. I don't remember much Days of the New. I remember. You, do you, I? You would know it if you heard it. All right, we're gonna listen to some later. Oh yes, because that's what kind of night this is shaping oh, up to yes. be. Oh yes, Death Whistles <laughs> and Days of the New. No, but uh, Sting and Sting and his wife talk about doing like these marathon fuck sessions and i'm like it doesn't I, it doesn't sound fun like after a while i just want a sandwich or or, <laughs> or like like damn it where's my cold cut <laughs> like like if you're okay if we're gonna have sex for 12 hours there better be a mini fridge right next to the bed so that i can uh, reach in and pull out some it's like honey, honey salami cheese Maybe honey, a wrap sandwich. A wrap sandwich seems like it would be easier to eat when you're it could having be, sex. Like a burrito. Ooh, a nice burrito. Well, not a burrito. You still want to. You still want to put deli meats in it because you don't okay, want a so hot. You don't want a hot food when you're having sex, right? Just in case it accidentally spills on the small of her back. Well, what if you? But what if you? But what if you actually put it in between you and then it heats it up? Your body heat heats the sandwich up. Oh, so it's like a melty Philly cheesesteak by your own. Body heat. <laughs> body. So you look at your wife like, listen, don't be mad. I invited a third person into the bedroom. Not not to interfere with us. Actually, the Subway sandwich artist. He's just he's just hanging out in the corner ready to make me a goddamn gold cut. You got the sne- extra, extra pickle if you know what I mean. You got the sneeze guard over your bed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's always out of oregano for fuck's sake. There's some uh, in the cupboard. Oh what? Why don't they have oregano right now? They, Is there something about COVID that you can't get oregano? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't been to a subway. Um, oh, in, I'm not going back to our subway anytime yeah, soon. That. You know why? I'm why the, because of the, the creature works there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> putting it mildly. <laughs> My ex girlfriend. <laughs> um. No, I was just going to say, though, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's a really gross person that works at our local subway, and, and it's like you don't... The kind of person... Well, like, it's not... Here's the thing. He's very friendly. Sure. But he always has really something... For a, a well, whatever, <laughs> dude. It's This is life. This is a snapshot of uh, Jim and Mike. Uh, he always has something in his mouth. Yeah. And it's not chaw, and it's not bubble gum, and it will come flying out of his mouth because he likes to talk to you a lot. Yeah. And he likes to repeat, like, if I say, oh, I want spinach on that. Oh, spinach? Okay. Sp- spinach? Okay. And he's spitting on all the food. <laughs> and he's not wearing a mask, and we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah. So I'm like, I okay, either. well, I, I guess I'm not either. going to that subway anymore. It's like he's got, like, it's like he has, like, sp- like, like spider eggs in his mouth, and it's just, like, getting all gross. I don't, know, I don't know why I'm looking at a spider web outside my door here. <laughs> it's so weird. No, it's literally like he it's, went in the back and took a bite of one of their own sandwiches yeah. and then just held it in his oh. mouth like a cud. Oh. And 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 I can't handle it, dude. Like Yeah, it's gross. He's a very friendly guy, very nice yeah. guy. Uh, but I don't want him spitting on my food. And There's I'm, a certain etiquette that I expect out of my sandwich artist, and that is not it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I also don't want people spitting on my food right so, especially what it, so he like is chewed not, up food so he is not part of your bedroom shenanigans no okay no 
Okay. Uh, no, I will find another uh, another sandwich artist from a different location. I can make a kick-ass cold cut. You do make good sandwiches. I do. I'm just saying. So if you need my services, <laughs> I'll wheel my cart right over into your bedroom. If you want the gig, you got it, man. Hey. After the the old death whistle, you are you are you're first in line for anything. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Need some extra meatballs. You know where to find me. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, for fuck's sake, let's move on, please. <laughs> yeah. What are we uh, What are we doing this week, James? Mm. Well, this week, <clears throat> so we skipped over. So, so we did. Uh, we surprised you with the dr- drink in, drink in, and drink drive in, in and last drive week. In, yes. Uh, we decided to skip over Real wrong quick. turn. Real quick. Yeah. I did start to listen to the old to the last week's episode. Okay. I got about thirty seconds into it, but I was telling my Alexa, I yeah. say Alexa, play the latest episode of the Buzzkill podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it finds it. And it's so funny because oh, in, in the Alexa voice, it goes, <clears throat> well, that was a weird pop. In the Alexa Ooh. voice, it just goes, uh, uh, now playing the latest episode of the Buzzkill podcast, Drinking and Driving. <laughs> <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> That's not what it says. It's not what it is. We don't condone it. We don't advocate that. Um, <laughs> it's just a fun play on words. <laughs> Damn you, Alexa. So Alexa is just as stupid as Siri then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like, can't I can't call my daughter's name. They're like kissing cousins. I can't oh, yeah. I can't call my daughter. Oh, my, oh, oh shit. More, more lightning. Oh, that was a big old lightning I strike. can't call my daughter's name without Siri thinking that I'm talking to her. I'm not going to say my daughter's name, obviously, because I don't sure. want you freaks knowing what my daughter's name is. But, uh, um, it's Siri. It's Sari. It's Sari. And for some reason, Siri thinks it's, it's her. Like, it's like the name Sarah and the name E mixed together. Yeah. That's it. Uh, or Sarah Lee. Um, but anyway, I can't, I can't talk to my daughter without Siri eavesdropping on my conversation, the dumb bitch. But uh, get out the room. Yeah. Anyway, so we skipped over wrong turn, and what was what was, was wrong that? turn and club uh, or uh, not club? Wrong turn uh, two and uh, wrong turn two and camp dread. Camp dread. Which I put those back into the box. Back into the box. So, back into the crisp, the diamond encrusted <clears throat> crystal skull. Correct. Slash Bud Light box. Co- correct. Which we get to pick from tonight. <laughs> oh, last. This is the last one for the month. Oh, nice, dude. Cool. We already know what we're doing next week, though. Because we're starting the sure, 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 sure. But yeah. um, we'll, uh, we'll get there. <clears throat> so, anyway, we did the drive-in last, in last week. This week, we are doing two boarding school movies. Yeah. Uh, this was my pick. So, I went with uh, Phenomena, mm-hmm. the uh, Argento. Dar- Dario Argento film. And, what a movie. And <laughs> The Black Code's Daughter, mm. the Osgood Perkins yes. film. Yes, God, I love Osgood Perkins. Yeah. Seriously? Uh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Dude, so, uh, I mean, we'll get into this, too, like, when we're talking about the movie, but such a humble dude, too. I didn't Like, think, very, very cool and down to earth. I honestly didn't think that his career was, I, I didn't think that his career could honestly have taken a more, a, a better turn, because he already was, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to put this in the words. Once you have a supporting role in Legally Blonde, I thought that was, like, the top. Right. <laughs> the, the top of like your career like, your career doesn't get better than that <clears throat> well and that's part of the reason i say that he's very humble and he's very yeah. down to earth like i i was i was I listening to, to an interview about him and he's like or with him right not about him and he's like he's like i uh he's like i never intended to be an actor it was just sort of my you know what i fell into on my way to becoming a sure. writer and director and he's he's he i I th- he gets it though. He, like, he's it, like even when he's talking about this film tonight, the Black Coat's daughter. He's like, he's like, 
I thought that I made a very, I thought that I, I thought that uh, I made a very sad. S- no, did we like, watch the same interview. No, like he was, he was worried that it was going to be a piece of shit at first. Okay, I did not watch that interview before he saw all the like with before he saw it with all the 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 music and the sound correction, and the color correction, and all that. He's like, I, I thought that I made a very subpar movie. Mm-hmm. After being a very subpar actor, you know, like he, <laughs> or, or like unsatisfying movie after being a very unsatisfying actor, that's, like he never intended to be an actor. He didn't think that it, that weird, was his journey. But that's the weird thing <clears throat> about making movies is they always look like shit at the beginning. Well, like, they Black Coats, always do. The Black Coat's daughter, the one that we're talking about tonight, is his very first <clears throat> yeah, movie. So it was his first. Debut. It was his first foray into you know actually making a film. So mm-hmm. he didn't know what to expect. Sure. So anyway, did you bring the beer over already? Oh, I'm sorry. The what? The beer. <laughs> oh, my ear. Did you bring the beer over already? I brought the beer <clears throat> over, James. Uh, oh, wow. It's we're, in a bag we're still. In a, we're in a mood tonight, aren't we? Yeah, something. I missed you, man. Hey, man. It's been like... Uh, Mr. Musk. What's it been? Like, I don't know, 30 hours since I've seen <laughs> you or something? <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So this one goes with Phenomena. <clears throat> Something like a phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Okay, oh. so wow. I wanted to do. There's a lot of information on this can. I wanted to do a rarity. shorts critterless because that is it's a it's a beer called critterless. However, it's like every insect bug you can imagine on the cover, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but dude, fucking. Oh yeah, we're, we're watching. watching uh, Ga- we're watching Gamera. Gamera right now. One of the first '90s Gamera, and it's outstanding. Oh yeah. Sweet. Anyway, uh, yeah. Sweet. Love bug. Don't do my. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Take it back. Good bill. So this is Love Bug Passion Fruit Sour Ale. Do you want glasses? From I've got one right here. I just chugged the rest of this. I have two uh, shots. Yeah. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you take a minute there? So this is from Chandelure Island Brewing. Real good there. What? That's I said Chandelure. Read the fuck. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Uh, read the read the can, Mike. Yeah, it's it's Chandelure. It's Chandelure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what I said, you piece of shit. Chandelure Island Brewing, sour ale brewed with passion fruit and mango. Oh man, I had a mango earlier today. It was delicious. Man, I had your mom earlier. (laughs) Really good. All right. If you live in, <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. If you live anywhere near the Gulf Coast, which I don't, you're you're familiar with love bugs. Twice a year, these critters hatch and fill the sky. They may wreak a little havoc on your vehicle, but other than that, we don't really mind them. It's just a part of life on the Gulf Coast. This latest release is our golf sour series. Uh, this latest release in our golf sour series pays homage to those cute little bugs we see every spring and fall. Brewed with passion fruit and mangoes, this sour ale is both sweet and tart. Enjoy by the water and under moonlight. Uh, let's. I'm. I'm also gonna keep reading here Dude, because this like, is. It looks like orange juice. This is a little. Oh wow, it does. This is a little note on the golf sour series. The Mississippi Gulf Coast offers a unique and laid-back way of life. We aren't in a hurry. We wave to our neighbors. We'll share some blue crabs when our pots are full. And that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. And we always know the tide pattern. It's it's our way of life, and we wouldn't change it for the world. Are you mixing it up? There's a lot of sediment. 
Oh, okay. I can't, I can't roll an open glass. What so do you I'm, mix it? Oh, you're mixing it with a chopstick. Yeah, we'll chop. Oh, and look at that. It's producing a nice frothy head. Uh, the, do, the Gulf Sour <laughs> series is brewed <laughs> to be our own take on sour beers with over-the-top fruit flavors, a pleasant hint of tart, and just a little bit of sweet to balance it all out. Enjoy these unique beers fresh while you share tales of the Gulf and the one that got away. If... Wow, if the little tiny little uh, driplets off of this chopstick were anything to go by, yeah, this is sour. Is like it? It's pretty. It's pretty tart. Yeah. Well, it is a sour after no. all. No. Uh, so Chandelier Island Brewing Company is from Gulfport. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, I don't know how else to describe this beer other than it looks exactly like orange juice. It's so thick and hazy. That is crazy. Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. What's okay? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, M- MS, I was I was confused on my uh, my uh, state abbreviations for a second there. Oh yeah. But what else could what else could MS be? It couldn't be anything. Uh, it's a disease, James. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I'm just saying that you said what else could MS be? <laughs> it's a disease. I mean, as far as states go. Oh oh, Ohio. It's the it's the most diseased state. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> Dayton MS. I wonder, I know we've got... That's a really bad joke. I know we... (laughs) It's a really insensitive joke. Yeah, that's really bad. I apologize to anyone. Especially since I I know people with MS. My aunt uh, has MS. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, well, then it's cool. I know someone. (laughs) You fucking prick. Um. Actually, she doesn't have MS. Come to think of it. She thought... No, no, no. She she thought... So that she was diagnosed so with you're, it. So you're back to being a prick yeah, for yeah. making that joke. She was... Uh, oh, shit. Oh, 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 James. Oh, it's okay. It's done. Yeah, you, little, you got a little too stir-heavy there. Yeah. A little too head-heavy. Um, no, she was diagnosed with MS like years ago, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And then she went, I, they went to go see like a new doctor and then and it's like suddenly it's like, you don't have MS. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a big thing. So, so it's like good and bad because now they don't really know what it is. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's whatever. Yikes. Not, um, it's not whatever, but it's, it's, a long, it's a long story. But Wow. So that's a big, all of that was a big departure from was, what we, really, what we really were originally was. talking about is beer. Yes. Okay. And so let's give this, uh, happy, this love bug, happy, passion fruit, happy orange juice, sour ale. A little sipperoo. Oh, it's so good. It's very good. And it's so sour. Mm. It's like it's really not that sour. It's like past its it's like past its expiration date. Orange juice, or like right after you've brushed your teeth. Mm. It's like, that's actually kind of a, yeah. Right after yeah. It's like right after you. I actually but in a good of, way. I actually I know of, I like that. I taste. know you do, and it's, you're. Alone, well, you're alone saying, in the world. I'm on not that. saying that I prefer it. I'm just saying like it's a just a different taste sensation that I don't hate. It's kind of like how if you do something that sort of hurts and you can't stop doing it. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like when you hold your hand under scalding hot water and it feels cold. <laughs> no, seriously, you ever done that before? <laughs> that's that's your nervous system telling that you're killing, telling you that you're like, killing yourself. I'm not saying like boiling water, but like tap water, like out of the tap as hot as you can make it. Like if you hold your hand on it, it eventually it's so hot it feels cold. Oh, it's cold. I'm just do it, do it tonight. No, because that's literally your nerves dying, dude. <laughs> Didn't you see Punisher when he's holding the popsicle <laughs> up to the dude's back and he said, it, it, "Your right, nerves, right. your nerves basically snap shut," and they're like, "Oh, that's cold." When it's 
scalding hot. <laughs> Who knew we were going to use the Punisher tonight for a fucking science lesson? Hey, man. Okay. So, James, I'm not stealing your thunder. <clears throat> that's, that's what we're drinking. We're drinking. About. That's, that's what we're, we're talking about. about. <laughs> that's what we're drinking about. You fucked it up. I mean, it kind of. You had is, one right? chance and you fucked it up. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. What? Breathe it in. What am I breathing in? Breathe in the number 20,000. Okay. Breathe it in. (laughs) 20,000 is an important number. All right. has to do with my first piece of news. Okay. Rest in peace this week to Joel Schumacher. Oh, jeez, man. That was a big one. That's a big one. I had no idea that Joel Schumacher had been battling cancer for the last year. I I don't know if it was released. Maybe I just missed it. I have no idea. But uh, legendary director Joel Schumacher passed away this week uh, at age 80. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty full bag, not going to lie. Not a, it's, uh, it's, it's up not there. an empty bag, that's for it's sure. It's not an empty bag. Yeah. Um, legendary career with films such as The Lost Boys, come on, right? Uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, two of the best Batman movies ever made. All right, everybody. Chill. Chill. I, here's the thing. <laughs> I am always a staunch defender of those two movies, not because they're good. But because I, I do feel oh, they're this, not bad, they're more th- those two movies feel like comic books. They're comic books, yeah. They're not supposed to be the dark. I think we got ruined with the whole dark, gritty Burton Batman's, right? And then when you get when you get Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, they just they feel the way that a a a light, bubbly kind of like the neon colors and like it, they feel like a comic book. They're fun. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. yeah. And I love them for that. A lot I, of yeah. a lot of people disagree with me on it. But hey, I don't guess what? think they're near as bad as a lot of people are idiots. That's that's very true. And hey, all of you people who say you don't like those movies, uh you're talking you're talking ill about a man who has died now. Yes. So you're a dick. Yeah. So Whoa. <laughs> right. All right. He also did uh, the the probably the most popular version of Phantom of the Opera from was it two thousand four I think. Uh, two thousand four. Look it up. I could be wrong on my dates there. Um, but he also did the number twenty three with uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Saint Elmo's Fire back in the day. A ton more. And abs. The guy. The guy was a, a fucking two thousand two thousand four. Nailed it, bud. Right. Look at that. Guy was a fucking stud though. Like like Joel Schumacher was. By all accounts, too, just one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Like, like he would strike up a conversation with literally anybody on set. He would just talk to you, and he was so enthusiastic. Like, the dude just fucking loved life. Mm. Um, and do you want to know where that 20,000 number comes into play? Sure, why not? Joel Schumacher claims to have had over, or at least I'm not, not over, up to 20,000 sexual partners in his life. Yikes, man. That's Wilt Chamberlain numbers. And he's Damn, the, he's the Wilt Chamberlain of gay men. <laughs> did you know Joel Schumacher was gay? I didn't know that. I don't think that I did. I'm pretty certain that he's had sex with every gay man in this country. <laughs> <laughs> with If he's putting up numbers like that, I'm pretty sure. That's impressive. Right? Wow. They, so they did the math. I was watching... Um, 
I was watching uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's show that they yeah, do from yeah, the yeah. Scum and Villainy Cantina in LA. Sure. Um, and they were breaking down 20,000 of how many people a year. And it was something like 350 people or something like that a year. Damn, For dude. 50 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> dude was 80 years old. So the only thing that they, the, the only thing that they could think of was that dude was down with orgies. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say because three hundred fifty. That's like that's a new. That's a new partner almost every day of the year. Yeah. Uh you no. There had to be times where there was you know at least three, four, at five, least six, two or seventy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, cool, man. I mean, I mean the dude. The dude was in the film industry. They get down kind of weird in the film industry. So that's, maybe that's freaky, man. Maybe he maybe he played past the bagel a lot. I don't know. Hey, good for him. I don't know what that means. I'm just picturing like a bagel <laughs> on your dick and you just kind of pass it for it. It sounds like a fun game. You got <laughs> it's, a, it's a circle of people and you got to get the bagel all the way around the circle without touching it with your hands. <laughs> Loser eats the cream cheese. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, in those circles they'd be all about it. So, <laughs> but uh, rest in peace, don't, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. Wow! No, no honestly, no, guys, that's, uh, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. We laugh, but you are a yeah. fucking legend. Oh man, what a legend! legend. Uh, amazing oh, we films. We uh, put Batman uh, Forever on is what we should have done. That's probably what you should have done should've. instead of putting on Mortal Kombat from 1996. <laughs> it was on. It was on. But hold on, is that that's Spielberg right there? It's isn't supposed it? to be Spielberg, but no. Oh, good. Good look like though. Yeah, that is a good look like. Okay. Um, anyway, um. Yeah, rest in peace, Joel yeah. Schumacher. Legend. Uh, wow. So, I I had no idea and. Thoroughly impressed. Good on you. <laughs> if I could fist pound you, I would. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, we talked about. <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter, James. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, under the circumstances, it doesn't sound good. So earlier we talked about going to see the Evil Dead at the drive-in, and I mentioned to you, <laughs> I mentioned to you, I'm getting through this. I mentioned to you that there are other movies coming back to the drive-in. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. I'm not doing it. James is crying, <laughs> guys. I've gotten James to finally cry, <laughs> unintentionally, but it happened. <laughs> Oh, who knew? It just took a fist pound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm pulling it back together. Okay. So last month was supposed to be uh, this year's Ghostbusters Day, right? It got canceled. All festivities got canceled because of <laughs> because of COVID-19. Right, yeah. So they are, re, they are restarting uh, Ghostbusters Day. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be like a, a long-term thing. I don't know how exactly they're doing this. Point is... The original Ghostbusters is returning to theaters starting July 1st. Oh, snap. Is this the one that you were saying yes. about the drive-in? We might need to go see Ghostbusters at the drive-in. Absolutely. Might need to happen. Yes. So they're doing that. It's returning to theaters, uh, drive-in and the like, because I know there are a lot of places where standard theaters are going to start to reopen. You really are crying. Uh, standard theaters are going to start to reopen. You're not going to catch me at one. Um, uh, well, I don't... But are they... Because now everything's up on a on an upswing. Well, again. down in the southern states it is, so I can't imagine them opening down there. <clears throat> but in the northern states where it's better, 
they're gonna probably try who knows dude this whole country's a fucking mess right now in terms of <laughs> yeah in terms of the covid and all that stuff so i laugh because it's depressing not because it's, it's funny you have, you have to laugh <laughs> yeah. right um anyway though uh starting july 1st though if you have a local drive-in though you should be able to go see ghostbusters the drive-in so fucking do that shit yeah um let's see yeah, here brah. uh we're getting a remake james of the single greatest disaster slash leather belt advertisement movie ever made Huh? Twista. Twista. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, get yourself a leather belt because it'll save you. It'll save you from a Twista. Well, as riding tech, I'd say it was probably like a nice, uh, probably like a nice 10, 10 to 12 ounce. 10 to 12 ounce. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I do leather work and I have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about right now. Um, um, so yeah, so Twister is getting the uh, remake uh, treatment. Uh, it's up next on the remake slate with a Joseph. Remake? I, what I, a remake? You know what? It's not. It's gonna have nothing to do probably with the original Twister, other than there's a tornado. No, oh, yeah, that's fine. Just don't though. Why? <laughs> if you was even thinking, <laughs> if you was thinking about it, just, just don't. Anyway, uh, uh, Twister's Twister's already a perfect movie, you know. I agree. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, uh, who is the director of Top Gun Maverick, is in talks to direct. So. So a guy who made. A remake of Top Gun is going to make the remake of Twister? No, Twista. 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 I'm uh, I'm not on board with any I'm of gonna, this. I'm going to, I'm going to um, reserve judgment, but it's not going to shock me if this thing spirals out of control. <laughs> wow. I know what you did on your lunch break today. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> So we talked in the past about how Hulu was developing a series based on Clive Barker's Books of Blood, right? Um, it seems now that Hulu has shifted that project into the uh, feature film world, though. Because mm-hmm. it's being reported now that uh, the Books of Blood is now going to be a feature-length anthology film uh, produced by Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. and directed by Brandon Braga, uh, who worked with Seth, Seth MacFarlane on uh, that series, The Orville, yeah. which I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's one of my favorite shows on TV. Is it? I love it. It's so stupid. It's just like a Star Trek parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. Like, I don't know. It's just it's good fun. Oh, Seth MacFarlane. I was thinking of... Uh, Seth Green? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, MacFarlane. Who's the dude that Todd, makes... Todd McFarlane? Todd McFarlane. Ah, uh, no. Because no. that would make sense, right? Because he's the guy who's uh, into... The, like, he... It would... That's the company that made all the... Because you're talking about Hellraiser. Uh, well, McFarlane did a lot of the toys. They did a lot yeah. of the toys. I thought you were going with that. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Todd McFarlane. I've heard Todd McFarlane's Clark, a Clive, dick, though. Well, he's he's a bit of an egomaniac. Yeah, I've heard. I haven't heard that he's a dick. He just he wants what he wants, and he doesn't like to play ball, which is the whole reason the Spawn movie has been caught up in so much red tape. Kind of sounds like a dick. Hey, I don't know the guy, so let's see here. Um, Andy, he's Mushier. never gonna hear this, Mike. You can speak freely. Uh, so you don't know that? Oh, I don't know we that. Have, we, have, right. we he could be one of the lucky twelve. We have a var- <laughs> We have a very far reach. I know people in Indiana who listen to this. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say India. Nope, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> uh, All right, let's see here. Andy Muschietti's The Flash. So he, Andy Muschietti, took over the Flash movie. Okay. He's like the fifth director to be attached to this fucking shit show of the movie, right? <laughs> um, however, uh, it seems like they're taking him more seriously now. Which why wouldn't you? It's fucking Andy Muschietti. Yeah, um, he's doing the impossible. He is bringing Michael fucking Keaton. Back to the Batman fold. Mm. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm. 
Uh, so apparently the 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 idea, at least uh, the rumor, is that it's going to take place in Flashpoint, which Flashpoint basically sets up um, kind of like how Marvel had like their multiple parallel universes with yeah. uh, with the Infinity Glove and all that, or what they yeah. use. It was the the, the, the Ant Man thing where they can go back in time and different timelines and make new ones and all that stuff. I, well, yeah, it's whatever. A, Flashpoint yeah, yeah. is the DC version yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. that, basically. And I think the idea is that they are going to have basically <clears throat> Batman, the Batman Returns timeline, be its own timeline, and they're, and they're going to use Flashpoint to send uh, what's his name? Uh, Ezra? Is that his name? Fuck, I don't know his name. Who? Eh, the guy playing the Flash. Doesn't oh. matter. Idris Elba. It's not Idris Elba. No. It's, it's Ezra something or other. Okay. Point is, they're going to send his character of the Flash uh, back in time or to another parallel universe, and he's going to play Michael Keaton, and is the <clears> idea <throat> is he's going to play Bruce Wayne, like old man version of Bruce Wayne from that timeline, which okay. is fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I'm all about it, uh, and the idea, I guess, rumor is, this could be for more than one movie, if they agree to terms. I like that. So... Take that for what it is, but um, yeah, uh, let's see here. The Wrap uh, reported that talks with Keaton are in very early stages, and it's far from a sure thing, and it can go either way. No details are currently available on how big or small Keaton's role is. Ezra so, Miller is the, Ezra uh, Miller. I knew it was an Ezra. Is the uh, name you're looking for? But um, anyway, though, I'm just super fucking excited about that. Like that is, I think, the one thing that DC can do to get all of those lapsed fans back. Because everyone's going to be interested to see how that works out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Andy Muschietti's like Hail Mary, though. You know? <laughs> like, we got to get the big guns back and, and start fresh here. I mean, Andy Muschietti doesn't need to throw a Hail Mary, though. You know? It's like... So it's almost like he's coming in and doing them a favor. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But it's like a, it's like a NASCAR driver... Like taking over driving a Pinto, it's it's still a Pinto, right? He's got to bring in at least an engine to put in the Pinto to drive it. <laughs> don't talk about cars, dude. You don't know. You're... Yeah, I brought my own engine with me. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. Talk about things you know. Michael Keaton will drive that movie. <laughs> oh boy, what's on Blu-rays? Okay, just a couple here for you. Uh, little teaser from the the official. Instagram of Rob Zombie. Oh, I saw this. The entire Firefly trilogy, which which includes the House of a Thor- Thousand Corpuscles, <laughs> Thor- the the House of a Th- of a Thorzen Corpuscles, the Dremel's Rejects, and three from Johnny Gel, could soon be immortalized in. Uh, wait for it. I'm not even gonna say it. Stunning steelbook <sighs> packaging, and you know how serious I am about this. The lightning was flashing it behind really me when I said it that. Really was. I could see it in the reflection of your beautiful blue eyes. There's only one thing that can make three from Hell a worse movie. What? And that is putting it in a fucking steelbook. <laughs> I, I think you mean I, three from Johnny Gel. I did not like that movie. I, I haven't. I, I seen know it yet. a lot. Of, a lot of people love it, and that's fine. I. I do you I, own it? I do. Um, I I bought it before can I, I saw can, it. Can I borrow yeah, it? Yeah, by all means. Okay. Because um, uh, I haven't seen I it just, yet. I just didn't like it. It was not. It, it not only did it not feel necessary. Like, it felt forced. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have all of the issues that came up with Sid Haig, you know, and having to rewrite the script at the last minute and adapt characters. And it just it just doesn't work. It's not a good movie. Yeah. It doesn't need to exist. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for anybody who... Uh, hot take. 
<laughs> hot take. I will punch you, squaw. I fucking hate when people say hot take. Oh, I hate people that say fucking squaw. <laughs> Jesus. Square. Squaw. I'll punch you, squaw. How many people have you heard say that? I feel like you need to be wearing a stupid hat when you say that. <laughs> I'm wearing a stupid hat. <laughs> you are. <laughs> are you even looking at me tonight? I'm already wearing a stupid hat. Um, all right, last one. We previously announced that uh, Dishney's would be releasing the family-friendly Halloween classic Hocus Pocus on 4K Ultra HD. Mm-hmm. We now have an official release date of September 15th. I'm into it. Curtis, you didn't even notice that I called Disney Dishney's. <laughs> I figured I'd go along with the fact that I screwed up all of the other things. Yeah, Dishney's. How, a horse of horse of a th- house. What did I call it? I don't even house know of Thor's and corpuscles. This is, this is taking a really quick turn down <laughs> downhill. Doesn't matter. It's because nobody listens to the Blu-ray part. I swear to God, everybody skips right it. through this. Vito likes it. Oh well, fuck off, Vito. Uh, on a related note, Disney's uh, Disney's Plus is also developing a sequel to Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. Do you know about this? Yes, we've been talking about it. Um, and there's a good chance that Brett Milder. Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker Lewis can't lose, and uh, <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy, all your money I, I, will return. I was about to correct you, and then I realized what you're doing. <laughs> they will return to their Good. roles. Good. So uh, that's so, exciting. One Blu-ray that you didn't uh, cover because it's not really horror, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Oh boy! Uh, fucking Mallrats is getting the Arrow video treat. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Nice. So they're putting out three cuts of the film. There's wow. the theatrical cut. There's the extended cut, and then they're doing a brand new. Um, TV cut that has all of the the random wacky words inserted in place of <laughs> in places of like this the the curses and all that. Yeah. So they're putting a TV cut out that's never been released before. Uh, all new like brand new features with interviews with the cast and crew. Look back at it. Sweet. Got a little documentary thing on it. It's looks fucking hell awesome. yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. Coming out in September. Mallrats is one of my favorite Kevin Smith. It's movies. my favorite. It's so Kevin, good. It's my favorite Kevin Smith mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, which says a lot because I love all all of the Smith. All of them. All of them. All right. That's okay. it for blues. Speaking of things that I love, let's talk Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Again? Dead. Yeah. So Evil Dead Now is the name of the new movie, right? I thought it was Evil Dead. Oh, am I about to spoil the... Go ahead. I was about to spoil it. So it was called <laughs> Evil Dead Now. Which we both did not like. No. A week later, it's called something equally as bad. Evil Dead Rise is the new title. So we both don't like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it it literally just you swapped out my shit for your shit. That's it's still shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poop jokes. Um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell broke the news this week saying that the official name is Evil Dead Rise. Uh, he says we're getting a new draft in. Uh, I don't think that anything will happen until 21, 2021, <clears throat> uh, But we are full bore head. Very excited about it. It's a whole new ball game. No more cabin in the woods. Now that little tantalizing detail. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that it was going to be different. We knew it wasn't going to have anything to do with Ash. Sure. Um, they've done how many movies now with the cabin in the woods? I know that it's synonymous with it, but if they're going to try to do some world building, I can understand them getting away from it. Okay. So I feel like this movie is is it's going to be well. They already did a decent amount of that with Ash versus Evil Dead. They did. They so did. so we know that it works away from the the cabin. Right? Yes, but they still relied pretty heavily on the cabin in. Uh, all of the seasons, which we need to go back and finish season three still, come to think of it. Yeah, we got to do... Jansen well, had a kid, guys. Sorry, well, we had to put that on Jansen pause. had a kid, and we were waiting for, you know, quarantine to be over. 
but we've had um, Jansen on the show since then, so that's not an excuse. Have we? Yeah, Marie called in. We did that three-way. Oh, yeah. But that, <laughs> yeah. that sucked. I hated doing that. Okay, let's see here. Um, um, more so, uh, Jimmy Champagne. Mm-hmm. Guy, he did a uh, he did a podcast that uh, me and you listen to. It's called Fear oh, uh, Fear Frequency. Fear Frequency. Yeah. Uh, he also is a uh, he also does some stuff with Bloody Disgusting every now and then. Okay. Hey, I met him in a bar on the street once. Um, Ooh, it was weird though because he was in town for a funeral and I felt like an idiot for interrupting him. Yeah, <laughs> weird times. Anyway, uh, Jimmy Champagne, uh, he has a YouTube channel. And hey, he was so talk- uh, dead he, people, right? <laughs> he was talking about. Um, he was talking about uh, the, the movie, and apparently he has an inside source that leaked to him that the reason it's called Evil Dead Rise is because it's possible that the movie might take place in a skyscraper or a high-rise building. Hmm. Hence the name Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Which, I like the idea of Evil Dead in like a weird diehard, like diehard Evil Dead sounds kind of awesome to me. <laughs> Makes me hate the name even more, though, if that's the case. Yeah. A little too on the nose there, fellas. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, that's uh, that's all your Evil Dead and uh, weekly news for you. That's it. That's so uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go sit on the patio and look at the lightning and just talk about our feelings and yeah. uh, talk about our brom- bromadelia, broma... Bromeliad. Bromeliad. I got a nice bromeliad out there. Bromeliad. Yeah. We're going to talk about Mike's plants and... Uh, um, touch tips. Yep. Some of that. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then we'll... Uh, Play we'll... past the donut? <laughs> it was past the bagel. <laughs> or past the bagel. Past the bagel. I you can do it with a donut, though, Extra right? cream cheese. And then we'll uh, we'll be back for a little discussion about some movies that take place in parties. See ya! Throughout this filthy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, we're back. Hey, what's up? Hey. So, uh, that Dario Argento <laughs> is one fine piece of ass. If we don't bring up the fact that we're watching <laughs> Mortal Kombat and the fact that Veronica Vaughn is in this, it's just going to sound like you're a dumbass. Yeah, we've moved on to Mortal Kombat. Anyway, though, uh, we are talking about Dario Argento uh, <clears throat> and his 1985 effort, Phenomena. Also known as critters in the uh, or creepers, sorry, creepers in the states. It was definitely an effort, wasn't it? It was, um, <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be. I I feel like there's going to be a lot of people very angry with our take on this movie. Our hot take. It's not a hot take. It's lukewarm <laughs> at best. Oh, is it? <laughs> hot take. Uh, let's see here. Uh, phenomena from 1985. Uh, a young girl with an amazing ability to communicate with insects is transferred to an exclusive Swiss boarding school, where her unusual capability might help solve a string of murders. Um, excuse me. If that's the only thing this movie centered on, I think I would have liked it more. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start hot here. Oh, I'm starting God. hot. Just come in hot, then. This movie's a fucking mess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know we've talked. We've we've we we just lost probably our entire like listenership because Dario Argento is next to God in terms of like horror, right? Influential horror. Yeah. Um. And I and I get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, my my opinion on uh on his films is the end all be all. I'm not saying that. 
it's just it's just not for me. It I here hold on well, before you dig yourself too much of a hole there. Okay. Um. Neither one of us is that well versed in giallo. It this this wasn't giallo though. This was not giallo. Uh, it's still I think it's still considered part of the. It's not. Nope. It's not a giallo movie. This is this is like a straight up. This was like his version, like because because he didn't make strictly giallo movies. No, I know. Uh, and this one is maybe there might be parts of it that that lean into giallo a little bit. Okay. But this I don't think like this is not like deep red. This was not you know like his um, bird with the crystal plumage or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure those two are widely considered to be his some of his better uh, giallo movies. I have fallen asleep three times trying to watch Deep Red. I can't get into it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, D- uh, now, I liked did you say Phen- Deep Red? Yeah. Yeah. I liked Phenomena. Here's the thing. I liked Phenomena on the surface. Like what I saw, I was entertained by, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I can sit here and tell you that I thought this was a good movie. I had good parts. But it was a fucking mess of a movie. This movie has so many subplots and doesn't fulfill on any of them. Well, hold on, hold on. Sorry, hold on. I'm, I'm getting way ahead, aren't I? Okay, first, first of all, <laughs> sorry. First of all, I think it does. I think it does partially fall into the giallo subcategory because that's like it's uh, it, giallo is like Italian murder mysteries, and this movie was a murder mystery. For all intents and purposes, there was a lot of other shit going on. Here's the way I see it. And I'm doing this for your benefit before you, like I said, before you dig too too deep of a hole for yourself there. Sure. Um, Dario Argento, to me, when I watch his movies, it's like I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. My dreams are super fucked up and they, they will often take so many different, like, I'll start with one main, like, because I, I remember a lot of my dreams, right? I will start with one main thread, and I don't know what's going on in my brain. That will lead me down 15 different avenues before I end the dream. It's like you're unthreading a Christmas sweater. There's just tons of <laughs> colors and bells on it, and then there's like a cotton ball for a thing over here. <laughs> sure. There might be a gorilla holding a cat. That's my Christmas sweater. <laughs> sure. Like, my point is, it's fucking random, but right? That, well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, uh, like I, I can appreciate Dario Argento for the fact that, like, at least for me personally, watching one of his movies is literally like one of my dreams. Like there's, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a string of random occurrences that are all, that are all held together with one main thread. I understand One thread that, that runs through the middle of all of them. You know what I, I mean? I understand that. And I know that he's capable. And I, and like I said, I, I know we're, I'm losing fans by saying this. I know that people are, are like probably screaming at their, their, <laughs> their earbuds right now listening to me. Like like Suspiria, for example, I love Suspiria. I think Suspiria is is in my opinion his it's it's my favorite movie of his, right? Mm-hmm. And that movie is for the most part. There's lots of twists and turns, and it's and it's 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 super interesting to look at with the cinematography and the use of light and all that. Like it's it's a fascinating film to watch. And that even that film though is you have one central story. It's a girl that goes away to this dance school. It's being run by a coven of witches, and it's that story through and through, right? Yeah. This story. 
this story has and is not limited to a serial killer. You have the whole boarding school aspect of it. You have the sleepwalking aspect of it. You have insect powers that is treated as a subplot. The woman has fucking insect <laughs> powers. You have Dr. Loomis in a fucking wheelchair who was like the... Uh, uh, Donald Pleasance. And entomologist. Entomologist. Like, hey, you know, you know what the difference between an entomologist and an entomologist is? What's that? An entomologist would know. Ah. Ah. Um, you have <laughs> also a, hold on. You you a, can, hold on before you move on from him. Terrible Scottish accent. Oh, I didn't even think he was trying. I think that <laughs> I, I like. I, I've he always sounded like Donald. I've always assumed that most people from across the pond, like wherever you're from, like if you're from England, you can do an Irish and a Scottish. If you're from Scotland, you can do an Irish and look an up, English. Look up where he's actually from. He's from he, England. Oh, he is. Okay. And he was doing a very questionable Scottish accent in this movie. Well, <laughs> point whatever. So you had his character though, and and he was like the 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 mentor, if you will, to uh, Jennifer Conley's mutant. Uh, insect power person <laughs> but then you also have like this diseased son from the headmistress of the school that comes out of nowhere at the end well, and then just... you got a, a fucking monkey with a goddamn razor blade yeah please tell me <laughs> how any of this makes sense in a movie and none of these things are the Hold only on. thing the only thread. Hold on, and all of this is set to iron maiden <laughs> motorhead and motorhead and oh and hold on don't don't get me wrong the the actual soundtrack by by goblin it's the best part of the movie so awesome best part of the movie but Um, the fuck the scenes where they're playing iron maiden they nothing fits nothing fits (laughs) at all it's so distracting the music i love the songs right it is so distracting you have this crazy heavy uh not well not really heavy but like really high intense uh intensity music playing over scenes that are not high intensity it's like what the fuck are you doing well and it's an iron maiden song what what the hell is it called it's called like uh shit i can't remember the name of it it's like way, I don't know. way of the blade or something oh, like yeah, that or yeah, shine yeah. of the blade it's it's, like it's a it's an iron maiden song about hunting dragons and slaying dragons maybe argento was chasing the dragon maybe that's what it means <laughs> my point is the throughout this entire thing the only thread that goes through all of them is the fact that there is a serial killer serial killer serial killer on the loose and the, and Jennifer Connelly's character wants to flash of the blade wants to stop him with the help of a fly because she can talk to flies. That fly's name was awesome though. The uh, what was it called the Great Sarcophagus? Oh, th- was that the name of it or was it? It's no, not it's not the name. It's like the name of the the. Uh, species or oh, not okay, the species okay. the class he kept, the, he kept saying that and i wasn't sure exactly what he was referring to the great sarcophagus okay so i know we're confusing everybody who's not seen this movie <laughs> let's try to start i don't even know if i can jennifer conley plays uh jennifer corvino um i'm not going to bother with other people's names here because i'm not going to pronounce them properly um she's the main character though uh and then you have donald pleasance who plays professor john mcgregor um the, the, I mean, these names aren't that hard, Mike. No, but I don't know who plays who because their well, you, names are confusing to me. Daria Nicolodi is Frau Bruckner. It, that's weird. Frau, that's a German thing. It is. Frau Bruckner. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, this wasn't... Swiss. This took place in the oh, Swiss... Oh, was it? No, oh, no the Swiss it? Alps was... Yeah, yeah, no, this was this was the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yep. Um... <laughs> Were you gonna go somewhere? Yeah, I, sorry, I I came in real hot with my opinion on this one. So let's let's start over, and 
I mentioned once already. Like, I, yeah, I did. I didn't. What was put in we front of me? We was, didn't talk about this before the show, we didn't, so we I didn't. I didn't know Mike was gonna come in going. <laughs> this fucking movie sucks. It doesn't suck. Though. That's <laughs> the thing. I, I know I'm coming off. I know that I'm coming off really, really hot on it. I just, I when I was done watching it, I was mad because for me. I, 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 everybody holds Dario Argento to this crazy high standard, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I got done watching this this particular movie, I go, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Maybe it's just my own problem. Maybe I just don't see what other people see in it. But like, this was not a well put together movie. This was not a well written movie. Mm. There was flashes of really good things in it. Yes. Yeah. But like, you could have literally taken the plot of this movie and made four different movies out of it. Yeah. And they would have been better. And I think that, uh, I think that, I, I, yeah, if you would have just followed one thread through this movie and stuck with it. Yeah. Like, like, let's make, let's make it about a girl who is, uh, who has this gift where she can communicate, communicate with insects. Communicate. Communicate. <laughs> where she can communicate with insects. Sure. And then she helps to solve a, a string of murders. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. You don't like, need get rid of the chimp. Get rid of the the the, the mutant son from the headmistress. Headmistress yeah, that, is that what you call her? Well, that was a different woman. That wasn't even that wasn't even the headmistress. Oh, I, see, I thought it was. See, oh, this is what I'm talking about. No, that was a completely There's, different woman. These these characters at least are, I think. are not fleshed out to where they matter. Right. You know, it's just like there's these weird just pieces of this movie that are just kind of thrown in there. Right. And I'm and I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I mean, people are probably crucifying me for right now for this. But like, that's the thing is like it, I I'm I'm I like to. I'm sorry, Dario, but uh. <laughs> I like to stay pretty. I I there are there are Dario Argento movies that I enjoy. There are Giallo movies that I've seen that I enjoy. Sure. Uh, for the most part, I'd say it's not really for me. But like, I read like you go on IMDb and you start reading the reviews, the user reviews oh, for this movie. Oh God! And people are just. It's just a fap session, it's, dude. It's just filleting Dario Argento. And don't get me wrong, Dario Argento, very good at what he does, did. Uh, it, it's just my like question saying, is, my, saying, my, that, my... saying that this particular movie, like there were tons of people saying, this is an absolute masterpiece. Here's, really? Here's like my this? thing about, you said, you said that Dario Argento is really good at what he does, right? If out of his entire filmography... Which he's done. I mean, what's how many how many films has he done? Look it up real quick. I don't know the actual number, but if only a handful of those movies, a small handful of those movies, are really that good, can you really say that like he's amazing? Like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Though, like, does he? I guess I'm quite. I'm kind of questioning his status here. <laughs> no, well, which a little bit. Which maybe we shouldn't be, because <laughs> we could we could become pariahs in our That's own true. in our own scene. That's true. Um, he's got so he has uh, forty two writing credit, twenty eight directing credits. So okay. he's he's written more than he's directed. Okay, he's got twenty eight directing credits. Um. And I'll I'll be honest, like there's a there's a couple like people people consider uh, the bird with the crystal plumage one of his best movies. Uh, I know Vito loves that movie. I've I've never personally seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen Deep Red. To be honest with you, like I said, I've tried three different times. I can't. Uh, I've seen t- can't uh, Ten Tenebrae. I've seen his episodes of Masters of Horrors. I've 
I've seen Mother of Tears. Like, I, I don't... It's... I don't know. It's kind of, like... There are so many... <laughs> You've seen Suspiria, obviously. I've seen Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, opera is another one of his. Like Opera has that real famous scene of the, the person with the uh, needles in their oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. real famous scene from Opera. Um, oh, Stendhal Syndrome. I've seen Stendhal Syndrome. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I like a lot of his movies, but it's almost like I like aspects of his movies sure. more than I like the movies themselves. And Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, and that's how I feel about this movie. There are flashes of... I won't say brilliance, but like, well, yeah, you know, there no, are flashes. Absolutely. There are flashes yeah. of brilliance in this movie. Yes, yeah. I just don't know that he's really great at at stringing those things together. You know, like they they come so randomly that I almost don't know if they're intentional. Yeah, if if that makes sense. And that's why I go back to the like when I was watching this movie. At first, I was like, "Oh my god, this movie's all over the place." But then I started to think about it more like. Like, what if, I mean, a, a, a big aspect of this movie is is the fact that this girl is a, a sleepwalker, or let's, let's, uh, let's teach Mike a new word that he, he, he would know the other night if he wasn't so drunk playing slash cards. Oh, yeah, I got real drunk. Somnambulist. She's a somnambulist. Um, so, mess, huh? so, so, if you think about it in terms like... A lot of the a lot of the imagery that you're seeing in this movie kind of takes place while she's sleeping. Sure. And so you kind of you kind of think about it as a dream sequence. And then, like, I mean, like Her, I said, like I said, this movie plays out like one of my dreams does, yeah. and my dreams are awesome. I love my dreams, but they're random as fuck. No so part it, of her it sleepwalking feels... explains why an entomologist has a monkey. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. And that monkey needed to get some too. That was a female monkey. You can tell because its ass was real oh, saggy. Yeah. That thing that thing was in that thing was in like uh mating mode. It also That's what that means. No, they get even bigger than that. That was pretty big though. It also bit off part of Jennifer Connelly's finger during about production. That, yeah. But um yeah. I like so when I started thinking about it like that, I was like, Well, think about this almost from the perspective of this whole movie is like one of my dreams. Then I started to like. It started to become more tolerable for me. Okay. So I was like, I was like, wow, this is sure. like. But at the same time, like, I don't. But if you kind of need to. But I don't like. I. There's so many other movies that we watch where we're like, man, that was fucking masterfully done. And I don't look at this movie and think that. And this movie is Dario Argento's favorite movie he's ever yeah. made. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like that's it's and in in when <laughs> I I feel like there's in the conversation I, of our gentle movies not only is it his favorite but it's on it's probably would say that this movie falls in probably the top five definitely top ten but probably top five movies that most people love from Argento. It's definitely between yeah. five and ten, if not better. Yeah, in a lot on a lot of people's list. I know a lot of people that love this movie. My buddy Jimmy was like super excited that we were talking about phenomena because oh, he's, he's going to hate us. After oh, he's going to hate me for this, <laughs> but like. I, it's just listen. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that I I'm not gonna sit here and definitive, definitively say that this movie sucks. I'm not saying that, right? What I'm saying is that to this viewer, it was a mess. Like for me to from my eyes, it's it just doesn't work for me. And maybe like maybe there's something. Maybe somebody could explain to me like if there's something overall that I'm missing. Like 
you know how when you watch a movie that's so cerebral, you just walk away from it going, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I just watched. And well, then somebody else goes, well, it was about this and this and this and the uh, and it was allegorical and blah, 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 blah. But and that's you're like, what happened, oh. And that's what happened sort of with the Black Coat's Daughter, which we're going to talk about next. And that's and, a great feeling when suddenly everything clicks. And, and that, that's... That's cool. Like if if this movie is just over my head and I can't understand it, and somebody wants to explain it to me, I'm fu- I'm open to that. I don't know that there is, but I don't think it's like that. No. Like like if you can if you can justify to me why during a slow scene where a girl is creeping around in a weird spooky house, Dario Argento decided that he wanted to put it to Flash of the Blade by by Iron Maiden. It, it's it's so jarring. Like if you can if you can explain to me why that was a good choice, I'm all for it. Explain it to me. Yeah. And like we said, we might be digging our own grave amongst the uh, some of the horror horror community here. The, because the everybody where, everybody, you know, Dario Argento is one of the masters of horror, but but the scene that Motorhead's playing in, they're literally playing this ridiculously fast-paced Motorhead song over a scene where two doctors are talking. Yeah, and taking away a dead and body taking a dead after body a out of a house. It just, it just, <laughs> it doesn't work. And maybe there's like, maybe somebody could, maybe somebody could be like, well, you, you the reason that they played that particular movie, that song over that part of the movie was because of this and the, and then it'd be like, oh, okay. But it's, it's, but for for now, I don't understand that choice. No, that doesn't I, make any sense. There were even parts of the the actual amazing Goblin. Got goblin. Why goblin. did I put a? There were even parts of the amazing goblin. Oh yeah, soundtrack. That, there was that, actually that, there was another that, composer that worked on it too that had some amazing music. Well, go, goblin had the main the main credit for yeah. But there were even parts of the goblin score where I was like, that doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie. And like, and it was still cool. Like I would love to have like I'd love to have because I don't buy vinyl. I'd love you to buy it on vinyl and me come over here. And listen to it while we're playing board games. I love that. But as far as the the mood in the movie, mm-hmm. and particular parts of the Goblin score, like it just didn't fit for me. And yeah. I was, I'm, I'm like, what's if, what's going on here? Like, what are they trying to convey with this type of music over what we're seeing on I, screen? Yeah, I don't, I do not understand it at all. But then you have other times where Dario Argento recut um, Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I prefer the Argento cut. Yeah. I think the Argento cut flows way better. I Mm. think that it's great. And then you have a movie like this. It has three different cuts. You have the Argento version, which is available on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Mm -hmm. There's also an international cut that's available on Shudder that has uh, a few minutes shaved off or whatever. But then you also have uh, the the U.S. version, which was renamed Creepers. Mm Mm-hmm. That has like something like a half an hour or something like that cut out of the movie, yeah. and like there are scenes that are restructured and this and that. And it's like I understand why they did that. Mm. Like I have a note here that says literally nothing is happening twenty five minutes into the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then I and then I literally stop that and I go, nope, it's forty five minutes into the movie. <laughs> like, literally forty five minutes in, nothing happened. Which I've like, got, I've got no problem with a slow burn. I love a good slow no, burn. No, I do too. But but the the. A, every good slow burn though still has progression of the story in those slow burn parts. Right. Nothing kinda, fucking like a slow, happened. Like a good slow burn will sort of build up to a plateau and then sort of yeah. like sink back so down for a little while. If I can if I can simplify this in, in some way, shape, or form, you have Jennifer Connelly's character that gets sent to a boarding school in the Swiss Alps. Uh she gets uh I, I don't think the 
they were close to Swiss well, close, I don't think close the boarding to school was in the Swiss um, Alps, so. she gets uh she gets paired up with another girl in her uh in her room they're they're excited to be with each other um you know the, the, she's lonely the, there she's the daughter of a it really i mean there was there was nothing to the part of the story where she was the daughter of a famous actor no, either nothing like it was, that didn't it was there and gone. didn't mean anything it was completely surfi- it was brought up superfluous superfluous superfluous, superfluous. <laughs> uh it was i mean it was brought up That's by other people trying in, to use a big word it was brought up by other people in the story but it really didn't mean anything to no. the story it was basically if anything you would think that she'd be a more popular kid at that school yet she was relentlessly bullied yeah which doesn't really oh, look at her she's the daughter of a famous actor that and then... plays against type completely <laughs> yeah. which i'm confused about yeah um but she ends up she sleepwalks and mm. she ends up leaving the campus whatever she gets into some trouble for leaving campus she goes um she goes into the woods or whatever and then you find out that she has this ability to communicate with insects mm. like she can be they're they're her friends like mm-hmm. she can have a bee land on her and the bee won't hurt her you know she can have she at, at one point in time uh, after she meets uh um donald pleasant's character donald mcgregor. Pleasant's mcgregor uh he plays this wheel bound or wheelchair bound uh entomologist yeah. with a pet monkey that gets him whiskey off of shelves sometimes a chimpanzee is not a monkey ah uh, sorry an ape great ape. great ape there you go um a great ape that needed a bang in, as we already talked about. Um, he's, yeah, he's, an, he's, a, he's a bug guy with a monkey. What do you want? Um, great ape. So she befriends him because she has this love for insects as well. She thinks they're her friends. At one point in time, uh, she's handling one of his beetles, and he's explaining to her how she is sexually turning on the beetle, and the beetle is trying to be affectionate back to her. Mm. It is the weirdest freaking <laughs> scene I've ever seen in a movie. Um, not only is Jennifer Connelly only 15 in this movie, but then you're talking about <laughs> her turning on... You know what? I'm not even going to get into it. Um, They're exciting. Now, me. during all of this, when she's back at the school, she gets told about how there's a serial killer on the loose, and yeah. it's killing girls their age from that school, from that area, you know. and there's all these stories going on. So she takes it upon herself to try to catch the serial killer with the help of a fly because the fly only feeds or lays its eggs in dead flesh. So the fly will take her to it. Mm-hmm. And she found a glove from the help of a lady or a firefly at one point. I'm kind of going out of order here, but like <laughs> the, the movie just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, that's kind of what it is. And then at the end of it, there's this lady with a mutant son who was the killer the entire time or something? Uh well the 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 the, the lady was the yeah, yeah. the killer. Yeah, and she was killing people to feed to her mutant son. No, she wasn't feeding them. She was protecting him. She said she was protecting him from them or something. It doesn't It, it, it Okay. <laughs> I listen. And it, there was some, and there, actually, you know what too in the beginning. So in the beginning, uh there's that one tourist who misses the bus and then ends up going up to that house, right? Where the fuck did those people come from? There's nothing around there. <laughs> They're just no, walking really, around the field. There's no houses. There's no buildings. There was nothing on the side of that road. Where the fuck did these people come well, from? Well, let's get past that. <laughs> let's get past that kind of superficial part. But like she, she ends up going up to that house and you see something chained to the wall pulling the hooks out of the wall and then presumably 
strangling her with its own chains. You're, but you're but it led wouldn't... to think that it's the monkey later on because the monkey picks up a knife at one point, and you think the monkey's the killer. Uh, they lead you to believe that at least. Yeah, well, sort yeah, sort of. Well, hold on. Let me just. <laughs> what was chained to the wall? The sun. It was the sun, yeah. So that little tiny sun had pulled those chains out of the wall, and then it that the the sun killed that first girl, or the mother killed the first. Like what I the think hell? the I, I think that it's supposed to be that the sun did, but then by the end of the movie, they play it like the mother killed people. The mother so, was killing people. So I have no idea. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like. If somebody can explain this to us, I'm, I would be happy to change my mind about this movie if somebody can actually explain it to me, but it really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't follow its own rules. It doesn't follow its own logic or stories. It's... Ah, oh, sorry. But it's a masterpiece, Mike. There were there were some good parts about this movie that I want to trash on it completely. And there I, were some I, really cool kills in this movie. Here's the... Hold on, real quick. They were in the trivia for this movie. They refer to uh, the sun as... Uh, so it says, for the final scene where Patau is swarmed with flies. Mm-hmm. Patau is not the name of the kid. It's it's a reference to the syndrome that he suffers from, Patau syndrome. Okay. Which is also known as Trisomy 13. Okay. Trisomy 13, Trisomy 13, 90, it's like 98% of kids with with this particular syndrome die within the first 10 days of life. Okay. It's not something that you can, like... And the fact that in this trivia, they actually refer to this kid as Patau. Like, that's a little fucked up, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> back in the 80s, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say give it a pass, but people didn't really, <laughs> people didn't really look at things the way they look at it now yeah. in terms of uh, stuff like that. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying not only is that a little fucked up, but also the fact that this kid seemingly had like superhuman strength and stuff like that, like here, that's. It's all messed up. Kind of badass, too. I mean, a little bit. Oh, over- um, overcoming adversity, I suppose, but Jesus. There were some there were some really cool kills in this movie, though. I'm not going to say there wasn't. Yeah. Like uh there like there the my I think my favorite uh, of the of the kills, so to speak, is actually sort of uh at the end uh where a character gets its head cut off out of literally fucking nowhere. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Absolutely. Like you think you think that like everything's cool and hunky dory. Nope. <laughs> uh-huh. Big old slice of the head. Character's head comes off. It comes out of nowhere. <clears throat> I also thought that the. I, f- I feel like that was all like that was all very Pamela Voorhees. You know. Oh, what I mean? very much so. Yeah. Like there was nothing holding that head on mm. at all. <laughs> I just mean like the whole like the the psychotic break of the mother and like and it took place at the edge of a lake. Oh, you know, true, it did. That's true. It, it, Rip it off. just yeah. <laughs> well, I also love the swimming pool of death that was uh, <laughs> that was so in the area where I'm assuming the sun was chained up most of the time, right? Ye- well, because she had the inspector chained up there, right? I'm assuming that's where the sun was too, though. I, I, guess, I don't know. I guess, maybe. There's an inspector at one point in time that gets uh, chained up in this room, and there's just this like rectangular vat with water in it, and there's just like <laughs> dozens of rotting corpses in it, and there's maggots. Dude, it was all like this. I will, I will say this. This this part was effective mm. in giving me a gag reflex because it was gross. It was nasty. It was like I'm like watching Jennifer Connelly like just. Poor, innocent, cute Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. 
swimming around, around in this filth. And this absolute. The first thing that came to my brain is, I really hope she doesn't have any open cuts on her. Oh body. my god! <laughs> well, she's screaming. She's screaming the whole time, so she's taking in big mouthfuls yeah. of this oh, shit. God. It's like Whoa. it was just gray water. It was just gray maggoty, oh. just rotting water. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> so gross. So that part was effective for sure at the end, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, this was not my, um, it was not my cup of tea. There were parts of it that I liked, flashes, you know, here and there of things that I liked. I just thought that by and large, I said this in the beginning, I'll say it now. I thought this movie was a bit of a mess. <clears throat> I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I saw I saw a dude that said, uh, and I think it was in one of the the user reviews and he said um this is a very polarizing movie because it seems like it seems like um some people either love it because they've given into the the style of what Dario Argento is and then some people hate it because they have issues with uh script flaws and character flaws and story holes and i go that's that's everything, though. Literally, that's that's everything. fucking everything. That's what makes script, up a movie: script flaws and character flaws and plot holes, story hole. That's everything. Yeah. So, it's like to me. And again, if you want to come at me for this because because I'm not a real horror fan or whatever, to me, style isn't enough. Style is not enough to make a good movie for me. Like it I makes agree. it makes I love visually striking things. That's a that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love Suspiria. I think it's a I think it's an awesome movie. But to me, Suspiria is mostly about the visuals, sure. right? Sure, I mean, it's a great movie overall. It is it is one Dario Argento Dario Argento movie that I really love because of the story and everything. But this movie to me couldn't be saved by just cool visuals. Yeah, no, I agree. Because everything else was completely disjointed. I agree, hundred percent. So whatever. Yep. You can stop listening to us if you want. <laughs> But if you do, just know that we're coming for you. Yeah. We're going to do a little road trip, and we're going to come for you. How many people want to kick some ass? <laughs> the end of Jane, Silent Bob Strike Back, where they go and they kick the ass of everyone that ever wrote bad about them on their message board. That's it, baby. We're going on a fucking ass-kicking tour. Um, All right. So anyway, that is... Um, uh phenomena phenomena or creepers or yep whatever you whichever version you're watching whichever version you're watching next up we're going to talk about the black coat's daughter from 2015 yes 2015 uh and this is uh, a completely different movie for us because i know that we both adored this movie. <laughs> uh this was directed by oz perkins son of anthony perkins. anthony perkins uh star <clears throat> of psycho this was his first movie actually this was his directorial debut not his acting debut like i said earlier uh he had a killer role in legally blonde <laughs> and he also had a really awesome role in a little movie called dead and breakfast ah, which, dead which and breakfast. i love personally yeah, I love Dead and Breakfast, but I hate Argento. This is why people fucking hate our show. This is exactly the reason people this hate our show. This is just, listen, this is just, these are one man's, one and a half man's opinion. You know, so it's. Years ago when we started this thing, yeah. we got a review on, I want to say it was iTunes. Somebody gave us a review. It was, uh, it was the girlfriend of a one Alex King. Oh, Alex King. His girlfriend left us a message. Oh, Christina. Christina left us a message, yep. And she basically said that uh, we are a show that gives you the opinions that you don't want to hear. 
or she, some, something like that. She said she said that. She said something along the lines of like they give you their honest opinion and whether they're popular or not. So it was. Oh, I'm paraphrasing it, but it was something like that. And and that's always stuck with me because I think that's exactly what we do. Like I'm not. I like if I don't like a movie, I'm not going to tell you that I like it just because to to suck the dick of the status quo. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to do yeah, that. Just to fucking yeah. <laughs> just just to just to make you feel better about yeah. your shitty taste in yeah. movies. <laughs> Uh, no. No, anyway, though, The Black Coat's Daughter, though, uh, like we said, directed by Oz Perkins. He also did a movie called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which we did, what, probably about a year ago? Maybe two years ago? Wow. Probably three. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it, we, came, it came out, and I think uh, I Am the Pretty Thing came out in 2017. Yeah. Something and like that. I, Something think, like that. I think we did it when it came out, yeah. so... Uh, we both enjoyed that movie immensely. Yeah. We both enjoyed this movie immensely. It is safe yeah. to say that Oz Perkins, fantastic director. This guy understands slow burn horror and just horror in general. There was a there was a uh, an interview that he did that I was watching after I finished this movie. There was an interview with him with Oz Perkins that I was watching, and he goes when talking about this movie, he goes, "I wanted to make a movie that was just a sad movie." Because I just wanted to make a sad movie, but that 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 lived inside this horror movie, mm-hmm. and I think that that is the best way to describe this movie mm-hmm. because at its essence, this is a movie about loneliness, right? And it works once you get it. Like I didn't get it right away. Mm. Um, there was I, I was putting it together as I was watching it, but I really you actually had texted me earlier, and you're like. Well, because you, st- sure you, you still hadn't watched the movie earlier yeah, today, yeah. and I said, leave yourself some time because you're gonna want to digest it a bit. Think about it. You're gonna want to maybe rewatch a couple things. Yeah. To yeah. to get a better sense of what's going on. Which I did. Um. And once once everything sort of clicked to me, and I was able to <clears throat> understand what I was watching, it all opened up, and I go, oh my god, this movie's incredible like i was it's it's a sleeper but when it hits you it fucking hits you and i loved it i was actually and i i almost i almost wish that i hadn't caught on so early in the movie see i didn't yeah like i i caught because i i noticed one small detail which early in the movie that that all of a sudden i went oh it's not hidden he doesn't hide no what's going on no most people i think would pick up on it earlier i just didn't okay I thought I thought that. Let's get into it. Let's, yeah, let's, 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 yeah. Let's, 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 well, hold on. So, so yeah. So, first of all, it, it, like you were saying, he wanted to make a sad movie. I also heard him. I heard him say because I watched a couple interviews too, and and he's just like uh, he said. He said, uh, like somebody asked him, "What's your idea of like how do you make a good good horror movie?" And some of the things that he said really resonated me with me. As far as like. Uh, how you you pull your like you pull your punches a little bit with horror like pull back like think about as far as you could go to really achieve that scare or that level of tension and then pull back just a little bit to where you don't give the audience everything like you leave them wanting something and you and ultimately you also let them kind of fill in the blanks with their own brain smarts yeah, you know them head them head smarts. Them head smarts, and I love that kind of shit. Like that's the, those are the kind of movies you and I really, 
really that, go nuts for. Like that, those, those are, are the, the type of movies, of movies that made this podcast exactly. what it is same, because exact same thing. one night we ended up having a, or actually two nights because of two movies, we ended up having a four-hour long conversation with my wife, mm-hmm. the three of us just sitting around talking about movies and what they mean, and we're like... Clearly we didn't like her opinions because she's not here. <laughs> and we're like, we should have a podcast about this. Yeah. And then... We procrastinated for seven months, and then we finally started a podcast. Four years later, we're still doing it. But this is one of those movies to me, and I, I feel agree. like I gotta, I gotta just clear the air right now. A bunch of people who love Dario Argento just listen to us shit on Dario Argento for the past half hour. Yeah, let's get over that, okay? Yes. We're we're about to move on and and sing the praises of a movie who has a lower rating on IMDb. Who who cares about that really? But overall, a lower IMDb rating than Phenomena. Well, Oz we're Perkins, about to sing its praises, and we're about to tell you that Oz Perkins is a genius and that this movie was awesome. Oz so Perkins just get over it. hasn't had a long enough career yet to brew the Kool-Aid that Argento has over his entire <laughs> career. Not enough, for there's not enough trying. sugar in it yet. Not enough. Like there, you, got, there. you put the packet in. The Oz, packet the packet doesn't taste good by Oz itself. you got to mix a couple cups of sugar, and he hasn't had the cups of sugar in there yet. I agree. Um, Oz Perkins to me is like, he's like the Tarantino of horror. Mm. I, I know that here, here's why I say that Tarantino does one thing extremely well. Yeah. And that is his use of words. Okay. Oz Perkins, uh, uses silence and mm. uses atmosphere the way that Tarantino uses words. Well, I think and specifically and, and, when we watched... I know I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. One of the things we said is that movie lives in its silence and silence. Yeah, like the 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 parts that that this is gonna this is, I'm gonna sound like a complete asshole saying this because I'm gonna sound like a in like an art douche, but the parts of that movie that speak the loudest to mm-hmm. you are the quietest parts sure. of the movie, and sure. that's exactly what he did with this movie too. It's like um. This movie, the way that Oz Perkins, like in 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 that regard, it's funny. One of my one of my one of my favorite things to say is that you know that you are in a special relationship with a person when you could you can sit next to each other for two hours and not say a word to each other, and it's the best conversation you ever had. That's that's it's deep, that's right? Beautiful, man. But that, that's what I'm saying, though. These movies are the exact same way, though. Like they don't need to tell you things. It's yeah. a feeling. Yeah. And Perkins excels at just making you feel everything that you need to know about a scene, everything that you need to know about a character. And it's just, it's mesmerizing to watch. But also knows how much to give you and how much not to give you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, There are people that might find at least the first probably half an hour of this movie boring. I, um, I didn't, but I will say this though. It's, it's sort of uneventful until like one thing happens and then it changes kind of everything. I will say this though. I did like a, so I watched it last night. Yeah. Right? right. I love the movie. Right. right? <laughs> I, I watched the movie last night uh, all the way through. I loved it. But then when I, when I got done with it, I was like, man, I almost wish I had time to watch it again. Cause sure. there's so much. Sure. So <clears throat> today I kind of did like a, a quick, <laughs> almost cliff, cliff almost like a cliff notes version of it i i scanned through the parts that i wanted to rewatch uh on netflix this movie's on netflix and uh there's so many like subtle little things like 
like where the person uh where the person is looking on screen yep that kind of gives you clues or even like one thing that i didn't pick up on that i actually saw when i watched the trailer because in the trailer they took the interaction between um and we'll get to the characters here soon they took the first interaction between cat and the priest, when she's talking to him, and he says that hey, he has to go to Albany for the the weekend or mm-hmm. whatever for the for the remainder of the break. That <laughs> Sorry, that sounded disgusting. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a bit of dialogue in between these two portions, but in the trailer they cut it together where something is revealed to you that you don't really think about when you're actually watching the movie, and it's like. So in the movie, he goes, oh, I have to go to, she goes, where are you going? Um, I have to go to Albany for the weekend. And she's, uh, she says something along the lines of, I just wish you were going to be here to see my performance. And then they have a, a conversation that goes on for another couple minutes. In the trailer, the way they cut it, once you watch the movie and then you go back and you watch the trailer, you, you realize at that very moment in time, she was already kind of deep in what was going oh, on. Oh, sure, yeah. And she says to the priest, she looks at this holy man and says, I just wish you were going to be here to watch my performance. Yeah. And it it, it gives you know a whole new meaning you know to that line. It's like, holy of, fuck, dude. You know what it reminds me of a lot? Mm. You ever had those, uh, there's like old, like I think Highlights magazines used to do it, where you would have a page and there would be perforated lines on the page, and you folded them in a certain way. Yeah. And when you folded the page over horizontally, yeah, yeah, it made yeah. like a face yeah. or something like that. But then when you pulled it apart, you couldn't tell what it was. It was like a landscape or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what that scene was. Totally, yeah. Like if you cut that middle out and you put the pieces together, yeah. there's like the face of the fucking devil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, and and you're right. And so there's a, there's weird takes about this movie too, but let's get into it before we do Yeah, that. let's do like, so let's do so characters two, and... Uh... Two girls must battle a mysterious evil force when they get left behind at their boarding school over a winter break. That's a bit deceiving, but I can understand why you wouldn't want to give anything else away in like a general synopsis. That's not too deceiving. What's what's really deceiving is when you read a uh, longer synopsis of the movie because the the longer synopsis they sy- give away synops- too much. synopses, synopsi, whatever the fuck Syn- they are. Synopsi. Synopsi. Uh they focus on Emma Roberts' character, mm. Joan. Yeah. And they say a a mysterious girl takes a trip to a yeah, no. there's a, yeah it's a mysterious girl takes a trip to uh to a boarding school where where two two other girls are fighting against a dark presence mm, yeah no that's, and that, that's not right at all and that's but that's fine though it's misleading for a purpose you know what i mean like sure. they because throughout this entire movie and uh, warning, spoilers here. Oh, There's going to be plenty of spoilers. Course. So if you haven't seen this, go watch it on Netflix because it's on Netflix and then come back and listen to us. But uh, um, they make you they make you believe for the first portion of the movie that all of this is kind of happening simultaneously. Yeah. So And that was one of the things I didn't get at first. Mm. So let's, let's go through this. You have uh, 
You have Kiernan Shipka, who plays Cat. I love Kiernan Shipka. She's uh, she plays Sabrina in that new Sabrina show. Yeah, and I oh she's Sabrina. I fucking love that show. Oh right. On. Um, it's it's a show that is made for sixteen year old girls and <laughs> and me apparently. It's pretty dark, isn't it? It's real. I haven't actually seen any of it, but I've heard it's really dark. It's like it's a kitty. It, there's parts of it feel like a kitty show, but then there are other parts that are so adult it's unreal. Like it's a weird amalgamation of like it's like oil and water kind of mixing to make the greatest Italian dressing you could possibly have <laughs> that is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, so you have Kieran and Shipka's character, Kat, uh, who is uh, left behind by uh, her parents aren't uh, aren't coming to pick her up from the boarding school, along with Lucy uh, Boynton's character, Rose. Yeah. Uh, and then later on in the story, probably about, I don't know, halfway through the movie or so, you get introduced to Emma Roberts' character. Uh, she plays Joan. So... Uh, it's weird because you have these three different stories going on and they're all being told congruently, right? Yeah. And I didn't understand what they were doing at first, which is why I... Oh, oh. Get out of here. Which is why I didn't um, catch on to, dare I say, the timeline of everything. Yeah. Because there's a point here I actually have a... I have a... I have a, uh, a note here that says, so... Where was he? I said, okay, so Cat is possessed by the devil, Rose is dead, and Joan isn't Joan. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like, that's where I was at. Like, wait, that's pretty, three quarters of the way that's through the pretty, movie. That's not even three quarters. That's like with 20 minutes left. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was still sort of. Wait, so you got to the point where, because James Reamer's also in this movie. Yes, James Reamer. You got to the point where hey, James. He's also, in oh, the he's, se- also, he's also in the sequel to this the movie. The sequel. To Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you got to the point in the movie where he showed Joan the picture of Rose and you still didn't understand what was going because on? Because I was expecting that to be a picture of Cat. For whatever reason, the way that I thought this was going, but I he, expected that to be... Because he said that you remind me of my daughter. Yeah. And Kiernan, uh, Kiernan's character and Emma Roberts' character are the two that look similar right, to right, each other. Right, 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 right. So I expected him to pull out a picture of, of Cat... And then there'd be a big twist, right? But That's e- what I was expecting. But even still, that gave you a sense of the timeline. Timeline, because he said she's been gone for nine years. And he says she would have been your age by now. Which also doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, no, I guess not. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's been nine years. Never mind. It does. He's assuming that she's about 26, 27 years old. Correct. Correct. Um. I just, like I said, though, when I, because I was expecting something else, I think that when it wasn't that, I had to sort of like kind of remap my my brain yeah. around what was going on. Yeah. And I didn't completely put it together. The fuck is that? Is that my phone? <laughs> what is going on? What is that? <laughs> Ghost phone. Somehow. Hold on. Are you a fan of Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Galaxy of Bureaus. <laughs> Started on my phone. What the fuck? Tank really wants back on the show. <laughs> Tankersley, if you're listening to this, bro, uh, as soon as as soon as the quarantine is fully lifted, you're you're back on. And I can't even pause it. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Okay, that's it. He's gone. Um, so yeah. So it took me, like I said, before, like the movie ended, and I and I and I understood at least the timeline when the movie ended. But I had to kind of still put it together a lot of other things that I had seen at that Whoa, point. Whoa, dude. Even yeah. at the end? No, like I said, I got it. I understood it for the most part. I was just 
finishing connecting okay. some circuits. That's well, I'm all. glad that I told you earlier in the day then to take some time with this yeah. one. So, um, so yeah, so I, I guess to give it away because you kind of have to. We're going to talk about it. We're going to spoil it. So go watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You all have Netflix. If you don't, then get Netflix because, you know, it's like 10 or 11 bucks a month. So as and, these... so as, then watch it. So there's they're basically on like a break or whatever. Everybody from the school leaves. They have to leave. They have to go home with their parents, right? There's <laughs> these two girls that get left behind. One of them, Rose, um, you come to find out, intentionally tells her parents the wrong day because she's got some stuff going on in her personal life that she doesn't want to you know have to tell them or whatever wants to take there care were of. some speaking of this portion of the of the movie so she's basically she's she's going through a pregnancy scare yeah and she's like 18 yeah you know some 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 uh chad yeah some some fucking chad <laughs> some uh what the hell was his name even it doesn't know, matter it chad doesn't matter. probably chad um so she put off she told her parents not to come for until friday because she wanted to basically confront him and say yeah. hey guess what might be pregnant yeah you put, um, a, you put a baby in me and then you have cat played by kiernan shipka who is a freshman to rose's senior senior right so she's a lot younger mm-hmm. and you don't really understand what's going on with her at first like you think that her parents just haven't come together but then the movie starts with her having this nightmare about a car accident right and there's somebody standing next to her. Mm. Right? So is she looks up at him and she says, Daddy, you came you came early and, and so they're walking out to the car and you can see for a split is, second the, Is that supposed to be who I think it's supposed yes. to be? Okay. For a split second you can see the bottom like just a tiny portion like from from the top of the neck to the bottom of the chin. Yeah. And it's clearly not dad. I don't know that I noticed that at first. Honestly. I went back and I watched it yeah. a couple times. I don't know that I noticed um, that at first. So she has basically this, what she thinks is a nightmare yeah. at first of of her parents being killed in a car wreck, turns out to be more of a premonition uh-huh. of sorts. Yep. And uh, so she's, it's hard to tell. I think I think basically from that moment on, she's pretty much. You're going. I wouldn't say full on possessed, but she's definitely. You're going on the roller coaster ride with her, right? Because she goes from she goes from, dare I say, normal to worse over the course of the movie. I mean, she starts off not super like she's very she's very like kind of strange even to begin with. Like she, you know, the way she, the way she the the way she carries on the conversation with the priest and stuff. Oh yeah, she's very. I'll say this: possessed, Kiernan is a baller <laughs> she is freaky as fuck so creepy dude <laughs> so creepy she plays <sighs> the fuck she plays the, the character so well the scene i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit but the scene where um i bet you this is the role that got her the sabrina role honestly that whole demonic sort oh, of thing it might have been both sides well, yeah it. because they made this movie this 2015 yeah yeah um <laughs> the, sorry, I almost spilled all the empties there. Um, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of empties over here. <laughs> the scene, the scene where she like, like, so she starts to get really creepy. Like, uh-huh. there's that one scene where she's talking about, like, she says, uh, or, "Fuck, there's so much about this movie that we could talk about." But where, where, uh, where Rose finds her down in the boiler room, bowing down to the, I mean, it's, yeah, it's that's weird. creepy. And then she tells Rose, like, "You already had your chance." We might go back to that. I'm skipping ahead, but then the 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 scene where like I I literally got chills watching her. I was like, "Fuck, 
that's creepy for a young girl to kind of channel this uh like she was creepy but at the same time you felt sad watching her too it would and it was, this, was the point it was the scene where she was they were saying grace and she's looking over at rose and smirking mm-hmm. and then one of the nuns is like getting on her about it and she she does this thing where almost in defiance she stands up at the the table and she's smiling and then just starts puking everywhere yeah, yeah. And then the next scene, they go into the like the the nurse's office where they're taking her temp and stuff, and that like so the the one the one part where she where you really start to see like oh my god shit's going down, she's already looking all sort of haggard and her eyes have sunk into her head. She's got black circles under her eyes. Her cheeks look gaunt, and the one nun tells her to take some pills, and then she goes to grab her hand to put the pills in her, and she pulls the hand away. There's, and then, and she says, don't touch me, cunt. And, and you, so there's so much that happens in just that five second span. First, she pulls her hand away and there's like, uh, Kieran Shipka is an amazing actress. I don't really know much about her. I haven't seen her in much. I've seen a few episodes of Mad Men with her in in it and stuff. No. But she, she has just... Just like as she's pulling her hand away from the nun, she's got so many conflicting emotions on her face. Mm -hmm. There's like anger and sadness and surprise and and also like an underlying smirk, like devilish smirk, all at the same time. And then when she looks at her like with these big, weird, wide eyes and she says, don't touch me cunt and then you hear just on the word cunt there's a little bit of a deeper undertone devilish undertone to her voice that same everything in that five seconds of the movie i was like holy fuck and that same type of of defiance and weirdness comes through in joan's character so joan gets picked up by bill who's played by um james uh, reamer james reamer and they pick her up because james reamer and his wife are on their way up uh to, towards the boarding school where um, where Kat and Rose are. Mm-hmm. They're on their way up to this boarding school to visit their daughter's grave. And they, they, they find Joan on the side of the road. They pick her up, you know, whatever. Re- James Remar at one point is uh, taking her to dinner because he looks she looks like she's exhausted and needs food, so he offers to buy her dinner. And he talks starts talking about his daughter and saying, oh, you remind me a lot of her, this and that. And then he shows her a picture of his daughter mm. and his dead daughter of what, nine years, whatever it was. Yeah. Is Rose. Yeah. And so that right there is the biggest, is one of the bigger twists in the story. Cause that's when you start to realize these three stories that have been playing on top of each other, mm. they're not congruent. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not happening at the same time. The, the character of Joan is taking place way after the characters of uh cat and rose yeah. right cuz clearly rose is dead yeah so you do that but then the second she sees the photo so joan sees the photo and she quickly excuses herself to go to the bathroom and then they show they get up on her and you think that she's going to have this weird response and she laughs mm-hmm. that was one of the creepiest things and that's the exact same that was the second that i knew that she was cat that so there you go yeah. see i didn't pick up on it right away but now looking back at it, that 
response is the same exact response as she had sort of with the nuns at at the table. Yeah. And so, yeah, so what James just what just said here is Kat and Joan are the same person. Joan is not actually Joan. She stole the identity because, um, again, spoilers here, at the end of the movie, Kat gets taken away to a mental hospital. And you actually do see on Joan's wrist in the beginning, she has the wristband from being in an institution and all that. Mm -hmm. And so once you put these pieces together and you realize, oh, shit. And they they do a flashback of her actually strangling the woman that she stole the identity of. Yeah, but you don't really, at first, you don't realize what... Because that took place before the twist. Pretty yeah, sure it does. I did so it. you don't exactly know what you're seeing. You just know that she did something. I think it was after the twist. Was it? Wasn't well, it? regardless, yeah. like I still didn't pick up on mm. it right away though. I, I said it took me to almost the end of the movie to really put the pieces in place, which is a sign of a good psychological story, though. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah. uh, it worked on me. Um, but yeah, like once you once you get that, and once you understand <laughs> what the movie's telling you every it's like everything it's like when you're at the eye doctor and they put those right lenses in front of your eyes everything just <laughs> comes yeah. right into focus for you uh-huh. and it's so good and it's so satisfying mm. um do you actually think that she was possessed or do you think it was mental illness the entire time i think she was possessed i do too uh i i, I like the fact that it can it's open to both ideas it doesn't have to be one or the other um i choose to believe that she was possessed because my favorite line of the entire movie is it's at the very end of of the movie. Uh, you, it's Cat, right? So it's the younger version of the character. Mm-hmm. She um, she gets uh, basically uh, reprimanded by the by the police or whatever. She's doing her like Satan worship thing in the basement. Mm-hmm. They shoot her in the arm to incapacitate her, basically. Yeah. They get her, in, and then she wakes up in a mental hospital. And the priest friend from the beginning of the movie comes in. And he's just very calmly talking to her. And then he pulls out his Bible, his holy water. He's about to do an exorcism. And so he starts doing the exorcism thing or whatever. And she lifts off the bed a little bit or whatever. And, you know, she's doing her thing. And he's banishing the devil from her. And then and then she gets back to the uh, to the bottom of the bed. And Kat looks over and she sees the devil in the corner. Which kind of looks like a llama in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. There's a, <laughs> there's a theory about that, which I'll oh, get really? into in a minute. Okay. It's, it's a dumb theory, but it's a theory. Oh. Um uh she sees like the devil or demon whatever it was that was possessing her yeah and she looks at it with a tear rolling down her eye and she says don't go don't go yeah and and this harkens back to the um the interview that i saw with oz perkins where he goes this is a movie about loneliness straight Mm. up it's it's literally about how here's this girl she has nobody she has no friends. Like she's she's in this place or whatever. You know, she's by herself. She gets bullied like crazy. She literally has nobody in her life. And then here is this this demonic presence that comes to her. It's literally her only friend. Yeah. It's the only thing in her life that makes her feel not alone. Mm-hmm. And so it's like as bad as it is and as evil as it is, it's so incredibly sad that she says, don't go. Like that to me is the most heartbreaking part of this entire movie. And the fact that like it worked so well, like you needed that whole rest of the movie and, to make you feel for her. In that and moment. when she goes back in the end. Yeah. And she goes back to do the, uh, the, the ritual in the basement again. And the, the, heat, the, 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 um, the furnace. furnace doesn't light back yeah. up for her and so everything. She, when she was cat, she did this weird ritual in front of the furnace and the flames or whatever. And she's like, she would kill people and have like their heads next to her and all this. Like, it was a weird satanic like uh, ritual. Right. And so 
like James just said, uh, Joan's character would go back. She went back at the end of the movie to basically try to refine her friend, and he wasn't there anymore. So before I so sad. before I forget about it, because you said your favorite line of the movie came from the scene where she is it was it the, the part where she looks over and just, she sees the demon yeah. and she says, "Don't go." Yeah. Let me add a little bit to that scene sure. to you. Uh, something that I noticed, and this was after I went back and I watched my little fast forward Cliff Notes version of the of the movie. Right. <clears throat> Just another chill-inducing part for me. In the beginning of the movie, Cat is sitting with the priest, talking about, uh, you know, like why he has to go to Albany and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he, they have a little interaction, and then at one point he just stops and kind of looks at her for a minute, and she looks out the window and she smirks about something, and then he says. Is something funny? And she turns back and she says, "Funny." Not- I remember that they never. They oh, hold never on, hold on, it, yeah. hold on, hold on. I'm getting to it. She says, "Funny? No, why?" And he's like, "You, you smiled." And then she just kind of covers it up with, "Oh, I was just think, I was just thinking to say, have a good time in Albany." Mm-hmm. So he realized something was off about her, right? In that moment, yeah. When he walks into her her room her uh, her hospital room at the end of the movie and she's shackled to the bed and she's possessed with this spirit he walks in and he knows cat as this as this lonely sad little girl right so he walks in and he says Catherine and she looks at him with this kind of sad face and then he says Catherine again and then he puts his hand on her forehead and she smirks at him and he goes there you are you will leave this place. As soon as she smiles, he's talking to the demon. Huh. And when I saw that, I was like, You're oh, right. dude. Because right. she smiles and it looks like a warm gesture. Like, oh, it's my it's my friend, the priest. But as soon as she smiles, he goes, there you are. And do you it, think that's the beginning of the end? What do you mean? Like the smile is the beginning of the end of the demon? Like as, soon as, as soon as she smiles? In the beginning? Go- like you're talking about in the beginning? Like as soon as she smiles, that's when the demon took a hold? Or... She was already, yeah, I think that she had already, because um, um, she had already had, I, I think that, I think that the demon, because like, we we know a little bit about like, uh, you know, demon folklore and stuff sure. like that, or, or however you want to put it. Demons tend to work on people who are, uh, they they work on your, their, your grief or your loneliness mm-hmm. or like whatever. So I think that the demon had been working on her for a while. And by the by the time you, because she's already pretty disturbed at the beginning of the movie when you see her wake up and she goes over yeah. and she scratches out an X on her calendar, like she's got a really weird. She's really holding herself in a weird well, she'd manner, just, you know, like she'd also just woken up from that that nightmare too, and then she but sees the, mom and dad. But the nightmare, upstairs. but the nightmare, like I said earlier, the nightmare contained the demon, yeah, posing as her father. So it was already like putting putting itself into her life. Mm-hmm. So I think by the time she got to the the priest's um, room, the uh, office that day, she was already not f- full fledged possessed, but he was already like he was already doing some work on her soul. Mm-hmm. So when he's when she smirks in the middle of having this conversation where she's obviously not very happy with the priest, he sees it as a weird thing yeah. like something something funny 
And so when he, after she does all these terrible things, and then he comes back and he says, Catherine, he puts his, puts his hand on her head and she smirks. He goes, there you are. Yeah. And immediately uh, after he says, there you are, he says, you will leave yeah. oh, this so place good. and you will never come back. I don't want to give away any more than we already have. Because there's, there's, even though we've given away the big stuff, there's still a lot more yeah, to yeah. find out and to see. Um, I don't want to give it all away. Uh, unlike, plus, we are unlike phenomena. We gave you all that because we don't give a shit. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. It's like it's like giving away. We've already, we've already, I, I we've already it. stated. We've we've pretty much set ourselves up for for an ass kicking from. Oh yeah. From oh, the yeah. horror community. Yep. But hey. But if you agree with us, let us know. Yeah. Because we need to build an <laughs> army of of pusher backers when it comes to <laughs> argento <laughs> uh well not 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 all i am argento. curious though i am no i am curious to think though to find out if we are alone in that sentiment though i wonder if there's a lot of other people out there that uh maybe don't take as as much of a shine to him as as other people do <clears throat> so i'd be very interested to hear that um anyway those are phenomena and uh the black coat's daughter i cannot recommend black coat's daughter enough yeah um of the two movies that's obviously the one that i'm gonna recommend more um and yeah it's amazing check it out and um yeah we have movies to pick oh okay so here's the deal let's go to our uh diamond encrusted um right so we have let's see here we have one yeah, one, two. We have four movies to pick. Technically, only two because we decided at uh, last week or last um, month's pick that we were going to start our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective uh, first week of July. Oh Lord! Okay. So that is going to be next week. Okay. Is uh, Texas Chainsaw one and two? Oh, cool. And then uh, so that would be July fifth, right? Yeah. So we are now picking for July twelfth. Okay, James. Digging, 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 digging into dick the box of, box of into that box. Uh, all right, so we have for July twelfth. You said yes. July twelfth. Oh, jeez, oh, I ripped it. it. Oh, oh, I ripped it. Oh, it's one of mine too. Um, thirty degrees below horror. <laughs> Title subject to change. Thirty degrees. Below horror. <laughs> is one of them 30 days of night? Nope. Oh, damn. Okay, uh, one of them is Cold Skin, and the other one is The Last Winter. I have not heard of either of those. Well, The Last Winter, I covered uh, pre-format. Oh, okay. Uh, we, oh, shit. I just heard the nap. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you'll, get the, you'll get the gist. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I talked about The Last Winter a long time ago on the show, but it was pre-format, so we never really dug okay. into it. So hey, I'm into it. I like, I'm assuming they're both take place in the snow or in the arctic or something uh they are both they both deal with uh yes uh very very cold environments very cold environments all right so that is for the 12th so then the 19th automatically is texas chainsaw three okay. and texas chainsaw the next generation <laughs> oh boy <laughs> someone might need to buy the screen oh we're we doing we're doing week on week off week yep. on week off is yep. that what we're doing okay yep. that's what we decided last cool. week so then the last one which would be for july 26th mm. all right what do we got here this looks like an, this is one of mine i think hey uh oh never mind okay hardcore dancing in the grindhouse theater <laughs> okay 
Planet Terror and Death Proof. Oh. The, the Grindhouse double feature. Oh, nice. Okay. So there we go. I thought that was going to be way worse than what it actually is. <laughs> so that is your uh, pick for the 26th, then. I'm excited about that one. All right, cool, man. In a while, so. Yeah. Um, Fun. Well, that's it, your, then. There's your month of July. Cool, cool. Uh, I peaked at some point in time. So Dude, if you wanna... you've been peaking all night. I don't know what to tell you here, but... It's because I'm at the top of my game. You got you to check that ass. No. Yep. Well, not. All right. People are just going to have to deal with it. Okay, sure. that's it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Are we not on Twitter anymore? We are. Jesus. I'm just trying it. to add some flair to it. It's like a question. It was. Okay. Did it not work? You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC on all major streaming sites. You already found us if you're listening to us, so please tell a friend or two. We're not greedy, so that's all you need to do. Check us um, out on SoundCloud. We'll be right under Joe Rogan. <laughs> you might not find us there. Joe just <laughs> Joe just signed his uh, you know, $190 million contract. We signed our um dollar ninety yeah. contract. <laughs> Um, if that. if you're if you're listening to us on iTunes or anywhere you can leave us a uh a review a review or stars or whatever please do helps us out. Um again even if it's a one star and you tell us that we're bullshit because we we didn't like phenomena. That's fine. Be, I, there will be a lot of one stars this week I think. <laughs> I, I that would not shock me. But uh anyway. All right. Well, hey was, man. That was them. Uh Michael Jamesathan Papa Death Whistle. That's your hey. that's your new name, by the way. Papa Death. Papa Death Whistle. That's a fucking sweet name. I'll remember that for the rest of tonight, at least. <laughs> all right, man. Not if we keep drinking. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Love you. Love all of you out there, all dozen of you. And uh, hey, try to have a good night.